on today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. Joe, once again, not here. More, you know, he's doing shift work at that place again. Uh, he did tell me he might be here next week. We will see. But uh, more to come on that. Pretty much next week, you'll, you'll find out whether or not Joe can make it or not. Um, and then possibly the return of trivia. We're not going to have trivia without Joe. Got to test his wrestling knowledge against mine, obviously. Um, but today is going to be all about the beer ratings that we got from the Royal Rumble and the fallout that we've had this week, along with what's going on in AEW. Um, it's going to include all the all the rumors that came out after the Royal Rumble and things that obviously happened. We had some McMahon family drama, to say the least, this week. And we're going to close out the show with a big surprise for next week's show. If you've listened to, if you've been listening along, it's, it's, it's definitely a big surprise. I'm excited to reveal what we're doing next week. And I really hope Joe can be here for it, but we will see. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at DDT WrestlePod. Chad, are you ready to go? Oh, yeah. Let's go. Welcome into episode 42 of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I am Dylan. I am joined by Joe. Nope. Joined by Chad. Wow. I did the thing that Joe did. It's just, it's it's reflex. It's honestly reflex. He's right. I'm assuming Joe will cut that out. Probably not. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, we had a, I, I want to say, great week of wrestling, but, no, you know, we had a week. We didn't have a great week. It's one uh, of those things where, like, if the Royal Rumble didn't leave such a distaste in my mouth, the things around it would probably have been better. Because I don't, I didn't hate Raw. I didn't hate NXT or AEW. But Smackdown, I really Smackdown was Smackdown, and it happened Smackdown, before the Rumble. It's just that really bad, lingering taste of a. Yeah, if you got what a I bad, think is my least favorite Royal you, Rumble match ever. If you've got a bad pay per view, it it leaves a bad taste in your mouth until until you redeem yourself on the next one, if you can. But we will see what WWE does. I don't even think they know what the fuck they're doing at this point. We'll but we're gonna we're that. gonna talk about that. <laughs> um, and a lot of the news this week revolves around the Royal Rumble. So we're going to talk about it after we get done with our beer ratings. So we're going to roll right into it, review the Royal Rumble, talk about beer ratings. But before we talk about the first match, as always, we're going to talk signs. I'm surprised you're not gloating right now. 
I mean, I was going to save it for the end, but sure, we can talk about that. Once again, I, Dylan, am the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling Champion, and I would like to attribute my championship win to changing literally half of my picks because as I saw the night progress, I just saw where this show was going, and I got a lot of stuff right. Yeah, Dylan pulled this one out using halftime adjustments. Yeah. I would call them big time <laughs> halftime adjustments for sure. Almost everything that happened in the second half of the card was something he changed during the show. Yeah, I changed my who not on the card will make an appearance. I changed pretty much everything about my men's rumble. And actually, I think that's it. I don't think I changed my Lashley Lesnar pick. Or you changed some of your women's Royal Rumble picks. That also happened, right? So yeah. we made our predictions before SmackDown came on, and uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about Smack. It's we're kind of kind of we're going to backtrack a little bit here because we're going to talk about the Royal Rumble first. It's the thing probably everyone wants to hear about, um, and then we're going to talk about SmackDown, which was the night before after it. But on SmackDown, they announced that Sasha Banks was in the Royal Rumble, and I pretty much got convinced and had the same mindset. Like I got convinced that my mind was also thinking, yeah, I should put Sasha Banks in my final four instead of Charlotte flair, which is exactly what Chad did, which was a hundred percent the wrong move. Yeah. That was stupid of us. Charlotte flair did make the final four, but I ended up winning <laughs> anyway. lasted like 10 minutes. Yeah. Sasha came in first. So yeah. yeah, lots of, lots of things. There was, um, there were some good things on the rumble card, but obviously we'll get to it. Uh, signs. So actually also a little bit of backstory. Uh, this was the first pay-per-view we, the three of us ever watched it together in the same spot, sitting next to each other. It was a great time. We got fucked up. Absolutely. I don't have destroyed. any notes for signs because I didn't take notes. I was too busy. thinking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think both of us have watched it. Have you watched it all the way through twice? I watched just the rumble matches twice. I didn't okay. watch anything else. So. Yeah. I kind of had to because I knew the beer ratings when watching live were going to be fucked up. And then also when we got to the men's rumble, I was, uh, I had hiccups that basically prevented me from playing the drinking game or else I probably would have thrown up, which more on throwing up later because somebody threw up on Saturday night. Uh, so I just stopped playing the drinking game. So I had I, I at the at the ooh, very ooh, ooh. At, the, <laughs> at the very least, like I had to go back and watch the men's rumble, but I just decided to go back and watch rewatch the entire rumble. So this terrible pay-per-view, for the most part, I've watched twice now. Um, but signs. So I'll just go through my signs. Uh there was a sign that said the tribal cabbage, big time weed oh, yeah. reference. I, I, remember, I remember pointing that one out. Big time weed reference on the pre-show. Um, there was a sign that said Bengals suck. And if you're a football fan, mm. uh, that really bit everyone in the Missouri slash Kansas city area pretty hard. Obviously I, it seems like St. Louis residents have now become chiefs fans because the Rams are gone. Yeah. So, I wouldn't be a fan if they left me. If, if I was from there and they left like that, I wouldn't be a fan. Anymore. That's true. Being, being from Maryland, there's no, uh, Colts fans. You have the you have the Washington Commanders though. Yeah, a lot of Washington Commanders and Ravens fans, but no Colts fans. After you know, 
Colts left whatever many years ago. Not really many Colts fans. Uh, but anyways, yeah, Bengals suck. Uh, that ended up biting everyone in Kansas City's ass. Um, there was a sign that said, t- uh, send nudes. <laughs> it's just, it wasn't, boom. yeah, it wasn't really, it wasn't really that great of a sign, like uh, a pay-per-view for signs, but like when we're, when we're here in 2022, like I kind of expect the signs not to be as good as they were in the attitude era. Just, you know, people have kind of cleaned their act up now. Do you think they censor signs? I haven't been to a live event in so long that I, like, I've never been to one that's taped. So do they censor signs? I have do no idea. Like I in? went, I went to SmackDown all those months ago and, and dynamite, but I didn't bring a sign. So I wouldn't here's know. What, here's what we do when we go to raw in like two and a half weeks, we'll do all the signs we actually want to hang up. And then one really inappropriate sign. We should bring a very inappropriate can, sign and see if it gets in Roman reigns. Oh wait, he won't be on the show. Who sucks? Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar, large penises. Okay, I was thinking like Brock Lesnar sits when he pees, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, something really obviously not okay. So see if they censor it. If he sits when he pees, you know, some people do that, you know. So that's true. Brock Lesnar eats spoiled or drinks spoiled milk. So, some people like that. That's called cheese. Blue cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, only other two, Paul Heyman drinks Bud Seltzer. That's actually exactly on the same lines of the types of signs I was literally just saying. <laughs> yeah, but some of those Bud Seltzers are really tasty. Okay. I was drinking some original Bud, original Bud Seltzer is not good. I'm sorry, I but it's just not. I didn't have that. I've only had these weird flavored ones they keep coming out with that are delicious. I mean, I can see where like some of these new flavors are coming out with like they've, they've eventually, you know. Yeah, gotten a hold of, gotten a, gotten a hold of it. Yeah, they, I feel like they rushed out their first line of seltzers because they were just trying to catch up to White Claw and Truly and all the other fucking people that make seltzers. There's too many. Yeah, there's too many seltzer seltzers now. out there. Too many seltzers. Um, and then the last one, Gable can't spell. Well, that, we proved that last week. Yeah, that was that was the last sign. So sign game, not obviously. In today's WWE, not that great compared to the Attitude Era. But sometimes you get a couple zingers in there. Um, first match, though, Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. This was so good until the, the end. end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and this had the this set the pay-per-view at a very high bar very early on. So you had the Roman Reigns entrance tons of pyro just pyro like his evil villain theme music like great intro huge stadium and and we'll get to pyro later yeah we do need to talk about pyro more uh (laughs) but after roman reigns gets to the entrance you even said something or maybe it was joe but someone in the room was like i hate when the champion goes first it was alex alex was with us too. okay so alex says that and i'm like huh he makes a good point why is why is roman coming out first and then Seth's music hits, and it's not oh, Seth's music. Yeah. It's the Shields music. Sierra Hotel, India, Echo, Lima, Delta. And there's Seth in the crowd wearing the like the, like the shield up. vest and everything. Walking was, in from the crowd. It was the perfect troll. Like the perfect troll. It was so, so well done. That entrance was one of like the most like 
I fucking loved this moment entrances I've seen in a non WrestleMania. Like of all the entrances I can think of, like I can't think of a non WrestleMania entrance I loved more than Seth's troll in this match. I think looking back, this will be the best moment out of this show. Oh yeah, the the, the whole match until the ending was, was amazing. A hundred percent the best thing on the card, and it goes. And if I don't know if you read the uh, the list of producers for the matches. No, I, I do usually I do. don't. I did find out who produced a certain match this week, but that we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll get to that at the end. But this match was produced by Michael Hayes and PD Williams, who is one of my all time favorite X Division champions, PD Williams, wow. who now works for WWE as a producer. And this is the only match he produced on the card. So I do want to shout out PD Williams and nice. the Canadian Destroyer doing a producing of one, the best match of the night, even though the match ending was bad, easily the best match of the night. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Roman Reigns' eye, it looked like absolute garbage throughout this match. Like he oh, had yeah, total swelling. Like he had pink eye or just some, something going on with his, his, his left eye during this match. It just looked disgusting. Yeah, all around, like, the left side, it started, like, swelling up and was super red. Yeah, and it was still like that later in the show when we saw him. See him again. Yeah, we'll get to that. A um, couple shield references. Rollins did a shield bomb through the announce table, and then also there was the point where he got speared by Reigns and starts laughing and goes for the, the fist bump. That, that was my favorite point of the internals of the match is, you know, Roman mm -hmm. thinks he's about to, like, get a good uh, pinfall, maybe win the match, and he, he rolls over, and Seth's, like, grabbing at his, his gut from the spear, but is able to raise his fist up for the fist bump while laughing, and then he says, I love you, man. I love yep. you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. It's Seth Rollins is troll. doing the ultimate work here, and I love it. Such a good troll. Like, it was... I, I mean, think this is my favorite Seth Rollins thing he's done in a very long time. Yeah, he's been very unlikable since really since he turned heel again after he came back from the like because he came back. Uh no, he came back as a heel after his ACL injury, right? What was this 2019, 2020? That was 2016. He came back when they had the money in the bank and he faced him all the way back then. Yeah, when he had that ACL injury. I, um, I liked him with the authority. I liked some of his stuff as a face after that. When he up, was, so, he was, like, up until, title. He, up until he beat Lesnar at Mania 35 as a face, and then he turned heel after that. I think w once he turned heel after, after he lost that, the title. Yeah, once he turned heel after that, it's been kind of downhill for him. Like, yeah, about the time Becky left the show. And he was by himself in the COVID era hit with the Thunderdome. And he started doing like the eye for an eye stuff or oh my in God, the crazy yeah. outfits, all that kind of stuff. I just didn't like, but this Seth Rollins in the last like two months has been phenomenal. Yeah. There was a point where we were like, Oh, this is looking good when he was like teaming up and starting to get his own group together with uh, the authors of pain and Austin theory. Right. Like that, that had some promise. And then Austin theory went back to NXT and the authors of pain were just gone. So and then and he that just was started like doing so short-lived. Then he just started doing the Drip King shit. Well, it was Monday Night Messiah first, and then Drip oh King yeah, 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 night. yeah. This is better, God. but the ending of this match was not better. No. Uh, so toward the end, Roman gets Seth in a guillotine, and the whole time we're, I think the at least the two of us are standing up, like get to the ropes, get to the fucking ropes, Seth, and. He's inching his way there, and then all of a sudden his arm goes limp, and Charles Robinson's like 
normally nowadays they just call the match but instead yeah. the, the for, for some reason you know obviously the way the match was produced charles robinson decides to do the whole like raise the arm three times and see if he'll he'll make it out uh he raises the arm and he's he's so close to the ropes but he was reaching and then his arm went limp picks the arm up and then drops it and the arm the his hand just lands on the ropes just perfect spot it, charles robinson saved him but then Roman Reigns didn't let go, and we got to the count of five, and we had a disqualification. Man, nothing like opening uh, one of your big four with a disqualification world championship match. <sighs> oh, my. And it was, it was good all the way up, including the Charles Robinson spot. I thought including- that was a, it was, I was a cool spot. I honestly thought that was a really cool, very original, written he raises the hand. The hand just happens to fall on the ropes. You have to let go. I thought I was going to save Seth. And like maybe Seth was going to do something. Cool spot. That was immediately like immediately gets a disqualification. That was like my favorite rope break spot since the Kevin Owens, like putting the tip of his finger on the on the rope <laughs> so yeah. long ago. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, it I, I think like if they if they had actually done it to where Reigns um broke the hold and continue the match and actually had like a pinfall then this would have like i would have enjoyed this so much more like five ten times more than i did but you know the 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 ending is what you remember it's what leaves the sour or good taste in your mouth um and then after it's over roman reigns just goes absolutely ham with a chair on seth rollins but no blood I think we were only at like a beer, beer and a half the, when a, the match actually ended. Yeah, I went back and did tallies um, just to make sure, like just to check our, our beer ratings, uh, the, which, by the way, this was the only match that was on the spot. Really close. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were at like a beer and a half when the match was over. And uh, by the time Roman Reigns was done with the chair, we hit three beers. So that's like almost nearly 20 or maybe a little bit over 20 chair shots and somehow this motherfucker didn't bleed at all <sighs> he hit him in he hit him in the 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 like the the torso area where he was wearing all that shield gear dude yeah all that shield gear as cool as it was it betrayed me here it probably would have at least reddened over and looked like daniel bryan where it was questionable if we hadn't had all that shield gear brock blocking on 20 straight chair shots you know <laughs> But nope. we didn't see any skin for most of his upper body, and that's where he was hitting with chair shots twenty times in a row. So yeah, no blood. Uh, there was only one one instance of blood throughout the night, which was crazy. Uh, we will get to, to that. Be some people picked. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, I'm just gonna throw this out there now. This this I I am calling conspiracy theory on this uh, this whole winning thing. You know random number generator somehow worked in your favor here are you then... fucking kidding me because i was supposed to know that the person i picked to win the royal rumble was also my random number mm. Mm. somehow the guy who creates all the random numbers gets the random number of a winner also it didn't work out for me at all in the men's rumble i got zero points from the men's rumble i just happened to have two built a big lead i built a big lead yeah <laughs> that was very nice because then i was able to make those halftime adjustments you know but sure, if you want to call conspiracy on it, uh, you can talk to me about it because I run the whole thing uh, and you can talk to me while I wear the Drunk Dude Talking Wrestling Championship around my waist or over my shoulder, whichever I'm choosing at the moment. 
Either way, you weren't even tied for second. Leslie, Leslie was oh, no, second. I, yeah, I wasn't. I was in like third or fifth or something like that. I was in the middle of the pack. <laughs> Leslie got. Far. Leslie ended up getting second, and she crushed the women's rumble, which was. Oh yeah, she, she got like twelve points in that match or something crazy. She though. had Bianca and. Uh, Charlotte. Fuck, Charlotte, I think, as her as two of her three numbers, which worked out pretty well. Um, yeah, lots of points. But yeah, let's get into the women's rumble. So. Um, we talked about this wasn't puke. terrible. It wasn't. I enjoyed this one a lot more than the men's. Yeah, leaps and bounds better than the men's. Way better. Um, Joe puked before the match started. <laughs> That's <laughs> out of the bag. Yeah, uh, he'll probably cut that. He shouldn't right? cut it. Just, we'll just keep talking about it more throughout the things we can't possibly. Oh all. yeah, we'll have to like throw it into a sentence so he'll be like, God. Why are you guys such assholes? <laughs> yeah, right before this match started, uh, Joe oh, puked, <laughs> and that was the best part of the opening of this match. Yeah, we had Sasha. Uh, so we had Sasha and Melina start the match. Melina being here's, I think, one of the big complaints is like no like real surprises, and I, I th- you can thank the internet for that throughout the yeah. week. There was like what four total, and three of them came from the women's match. I think. Yeah, like the, the you're talking about rumors of who's going to be in the match. Yeah, like people that, who like, weren't like spots. people who weren't rumored at all that still that showed up. Like I think Melina was one of them. Melina, uh, I did see that. I did see a rumor on Melina, so that one wasn't overly shocking to me. It was a little shocking because she is a current NWA wrestler, so okay. another Forbidden Door entrant. But I did see a rumor. One. Yeah, the only other one. We'll talk about that more. How upsetting that was. But Ivory, I think, was a big surprise. Um, Cameron, Sarah Logan. I saw a rumor for Cameron. Okay, so Sarah Logan and Ivory are the only two we're counting here. We can, yeah, and then Drew for the men's. Yeah, that that one was kept well to the chest that yep. he was going to be able to come back. That was, yep. that was good, but and I think the only reason Ivory for that is because he made the final four. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. we'll talk more of that. But. So yeah, the women's rumble. Um, Sasha Banks came in at number one. She gets eliminated by Queen Zelina. Pretty early on in the match. Um, yeah, within the first 10 entrants. Within the, yeah, she only last, no, she lasted, it was before, even earlier than that. Like she lasted under 10 minutes. Um, I have a list here of women. So there's, there's more women than are on this list that qualify for this, but I have a list of women who lasted longer than Sasha Banks. And this is basically a list of women that I believe should not have. Uh, Tamina. She's uh, she was three, right? Yep. And she lasted longer than the number. She lasted one. like okay. I think she lasted almost double what Sasha did. Uh, Aaliyah. Well, there. I think they're they're. I don't. I want to say what I was about to say. I think that she is getting some attention and uh, may get some. But more from matches going like months Smackdown. without getting a single appearance on TV to being like, oh yeah, I beat Natty in three point seventeen seconds. Like, which by the way, Aaliyah three seventeen gross bad gimmick bad gimmick i i think they've done this before in rumbles where they push somebody with a with a rumble appearance like this and i think this might have been Aaliyah's uh coming out moment other than her 317 victory so i mean we will I'm see. not upset with that one we will see what happens uh queen zelina i just think yep. psh, nikki ash not good. like not good and brie bella oh really terrible oh man there's other people that lasted longer than sasha like a lot of but them. like but like those, those are ones are that undeserving. I was just like, 
those are ones that like if, if like so you say yeah Aaliyah, like oh yeah she might be getting a push does not like you don't say that you don't say though i was avoiding that word no 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 i'm saying i wasn't okay maybe not does not deserve but like versus sasha banks sasha banks should be in the match longer that's what i meant you just don't use the p-u-s-h word you don't say that now i'm just gonna get cut i wasn't even saying that you said push i was saying does not deserve okay well hopefully now you said the word now you now said the word. now she's fucked. God damn it. I hope the best for Aaliyah and her future endeavors. You were making me think I was saying something like cancelable. <laughs> no, like we don't talk about people's getting force of force from the back. You don't you don't talk about that, you know? Unless we want no, them gone. No pushing. Unless they're Von Wagner and uh Yeah, Von Wagner, big push. Big push coming for Von Wagner. He's got a big Robert match. Stone and Von Wagner coming big, up. Big match next week for Von Wagner. I can't wait to see him get pushed to the moon. And the match is not against Cameron Grimes. I don't know why I said that. Um, <laughs> uh, Tamina in this match, uh, I think she was the one that I saw. And this is just a topic I want to talk about because it's a complaint I have about the Rumble every year. Okay, It's wrestlers logic during the Royal Rumble. You have somebody it's like the slow walk on the ladder kind of thing. You know, the logic doesn't make sense half the time in the rumble. Well, yeah, because all right. So let's just say like Tamina and Sasha were fighting in the corner. Then somebody new comes in and grabs Sasha and goes to try and eliminate her and has her like halfway off the ropes. Tamina, who was just fighting with Sasha, breaks it up, comes and breaks it up and grabs new person and starts There's- just they start punching each other. And this happens like 20 times a match. And it's fucking infuriating like do you not want to win the match at all like i understand what we're watching here but come on yeah that one that one's like the slow climb on the ladder that's like the the thing you know is a scripted thing for specific reasons but at the same time common sense and logic bothers you on the whole thing and, and to, i do remember multiple times tamina being the one who like walked over someone hit someone and throwing someone else in the back out and you're like why yeah. did you do it like, once don't do it multiple times like the person that you were just tussling with in the corner is about to get eliminated and you decide to pick on the person that's trying to eliminate her instead of helping doesn't make any sense at all but whatever um, uh, some spots that I remember in this match that I enjoyed that I do want to mention real quick. Okay. The callback to the first women's Royal Rumble between Nikki and Brie was good. Yes. Um, uh, the Brie throwing Nikki out this time after Nikki throws Brie out in the first women's Royal Rumble match. And I, I'm glad I rewatched the first women's Re- Rumble Rumble the night before this, or I probably wouldn't have remembered that, but that is a great callback. It did set of, them up. There was lots of callbacks in this match. Yep, I did like... Um, this was... Uh, I think the the easily the better scripted of the two Royal Rumbles, but um, the Brie Bella spot was really good. And then the other thing I'm a huge fan of is Mickey James coming out to her Impact Wrestling theme music. Oh yeah, not her WWE theme music. She came out to Hardcore Country, which is what she does in Impact. And I love that they were willing to use the uh, the theme music there. She had some tussles with some older wrestlers. You know, she uh, faced Michelle McLeod. Michelle, Michelle McCool, McCool. The, the Piggy James uh, storyline. Yeah, I remember that. She came face with her. She came face to face with Lita, who eventually threw her out of the ring. Yeah. Um, but 
they didn't like she didn't short time it in the ring but she didn't also didn't like have a long appearance in the ring so you can the internet's kind of up in arms in either way that like either they did justice to an impact champion or they completely screwed impact even worse than AEW did um I think they did it right. Like she can't yeah. sit in there for 30 minutes as the impact champion, but she did sit in there. She got like one or two eliminations and then she gets thrown out in a, in a 50, 50 spot with Lita. So, I mean, I yeah. think it was well done. Yeah. I didn't like it, watching it in the moment. I didn't hate the fact that she got eliminated. Like some other people that got eliminated later in the night by certain people. Oh boy. Um, so the Sonya Deville and Naomi stuff continues. Uh, like we already talked about Cameron. Cameron was in the match. He used to be in the Funka Dactyls. Yeah, I thought that was Naomi. a good spot, actually. I thought yep. it was a, a cool storyline to bring Cameron out there. And it, it draws Sonya Deville off of the, the announcing table and into the match. She throws Cameron out and Naomi enters like two later. And she was we'll talk more one. about. Yeah, we'll talk about Naomi and Sonya here <laughs> soon. But I thought it was a a. Once again, using the Royal Rumble match to to boost other storylines. It was well done on that end. Yeah. Um, the only other storyline I think that was like hinted at, like or like a former storyline was um Summer Ray and Natalia. I don't know if you caught this yeah. when we were when when we were watching or you rewatched the women's rumble, correct? Yeah. So when Summer Ray makes her entrance, like she's like running down the ramp and is screaming like fuck you or something like that, apparently. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> yeah. catch that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's at Natty. I guess they had a huge rivalry back in the day. I, it's before when I started rewatching wrestling. Yes. So Summer Ray was like 2014, 2015, 2016 time frame. And that's, I, I was doing a lot of uh, qualifying in on the ship. There was a lot of like Whoa. going underway. Whoa. Uh, sorry. There was a lot of me being not being place. able to watch <laughs> constantly. So like, there was a real steep downturn in my constant watching in 2014, 2015, and then 2016 and the Royal Rumble is actually about what brought me back into really watching a lot. So yeah, I, I missed some. I missed most of Summer Rae's initial run, so I didn't really catch any of that. I, but I started re, I started watching again in early 2015, and I don't remember any of it. So who the fuck knows? Um, okay. Yeah, let's get to the end. Uh, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey comes in at 28 uh, and just fucking wrecks everybody. And we, we were really hoping for another big surprise at 30. Honestly, forget completely, I, I completely forgot Shayna Baszler was not in the match. Yeah, yet. we were we were like, oh, could it be Paige? What if it's Paige? And then 30 what if hits it's Becky Bailey or Oscar? 30. Yeah, 30 hits. And it's just random music because Shayna Baszler changed her fucking music. And we were like, who the fuck is this? And it was just Shayna Baszler. But we got to, like, you got to remember also, like, Rhonda and Shayna, there's a connection there. So that was, it had potential to be a fun moment, but we never really dove into it other than, like, Shayna helped Rhonda out once in the match and they looked at each other, like, twice. I got more on that. Say who the final four real quick and then I have a, a spoiler for uh, you. I didn't write it down. It was Bianca, Charlotte, Rhonda. And Rhonda. I want to, I think Shayna. Shayna was in the final four. Yep. So they, yeah, there was those four. Shayna, Bianca, Charlotte, and Rhonda. And there was some stuff between Sh Sh Shayna and Rhonda. They like smiled at each other. They helped each other out a little bit in the match. Um, for your awareness, though, the match that's headlining some of the live events right now is 
Rhonda and some face. It might be Sasha versus Shayna and Charlotte. So Whoa. that I read that just yesterday that Ronda Rousey is doing some of the live shows since the Rumble, and she's in a big tag match against Charlotte, which I think kind of hints at what's going to be your WrestleMania match here. Well, yeah, it would be she. Ronda's going to face Charlotte. I hope so. I hope we don't swerve this one. It's a thousand percent what's happening. She showed up on Raw, which we'll talk about, but nothing of real importance happened there other than Becky wanting her. Yeah. Rebecca wanting her to (laughs) wanting her to pick her. And she was like, you'll find out on Friday. So is Shayna Shayna's on SmackDown right now, right? Shayna is on SmackDown. So yeah. So then, yeah, it'll all make sense. I think it's Ronda and Sasha versus Charlotte and Shayna. So while there was some moments in that match, I don't think it's like an extended thing. And Shayna is still the heel and Ronda still the face. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out tomorrow when we watch SmackDown um, yep. or yesterday or no, two days ago when this show comes out. <laughs> uh, the illusion is gone. It's yeah. Like talking about rampages tonight on AEW. It doesn't really matter. I, I agree. It's just that it happens so frequently in the same conversation. They'll be like on Friday night. And they're like, when I face him tonight, you're like, okay, come on guys. Just <laughs> Script this I'm slightly surprised. better. I'm surprised they don't screw it up more often, honestly. Um, other, other like, uh, not notes, but stats. Uh, Bianca Belair was the Iron Woman, and Charlotte Flair got the most eliminations. Uh, I uh, didn't. Becky I, or Bianca I never actually, was like what eight? Yeah, she was. She came in at eight. I never actually went and fact checked that. It was all just Alex <laughs> taking the. Th- that's got to be true. She was the only one from like the beginning of the match that stayed yeah. in. It was almost Liv. It was almost Liv, but Liv got eliminated. Uh, quite a bit earlier, and then Bianca. Cool spot between uh, Liv and Sarah, Sarah Logan. Logan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was like by far, like way better than the men's rumble. Um, but this was, I'm looking at it now. Yes, the highest rated match on the card. Uh, a lot of that has to do with how many part timers slash uh, WWE legends they brought back for this match. Uh, this got eight and a quarter beers. I did just fact check you though. Uh, Becky or Bianca lasts about 10 minutes longer than a, a, a huge group of Charlotte, Rhea, Natalia and Liv Morgan who all lasted over 30 minutes, but at 47 minutes, Bianca, definitely the iron woman of the match. There we go. And Charlotte was listed as the only one with five eliminations. So you are right on both of those. Nailed it. Thank you, Alex, for, taking those notes yeah, he was killing it crushing it because he was not drinking that much he quick not a big drinker that alex fellow quick complaint on this match uh before the match when we did numbers i thought i had some bomb ass numbers i thought i had some great numbers <laughs> um oh 27 is about to hit i do want to point out that 27 was molly holly and that oh, was and don't forget about number. 20 don't forget about 23 we talked about her a lot on last week's show it was oh, summer ray, ray. <laughs> i got summer ray molly holly and sasha banks's super subpar performance you i mean in the beginning though <laughs> you were really you were really pumped to have sasha banks everyone was like those are great numbers and sasha's music hits and i'm like holy fuck this could work out so well for me <laughs> yeah that is incorrect versus me who had rhea ripley Nikki Bella and Rhonda. 
that Ronda one was uh, significant. I... Leslie's numbers were the best in this match, though. Oh, by far, yeah. Um, yeah, let's move on. Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop. Uh, so after Ronda won the women's, uh, I almost said Elimination Chamber, the Women's Royal Rumble, and uh, pointed at the sign as one does when you win a Royal Rumble, and uh, received pyro on the WrestleMania sign. The WrestleMania sign caught on fire, and that was uh, heard via chance, and you could see it in the crowd. Everyone was looking out into the crowd during this match, and the crowd was very much not into this during this match. Yeah, the, the sign had it end up getting like uh, drawn down, and they had to like put it out with CO2 extinguishers and then like raise it back up after they put it out because it was like melting because it was on fire, and they had to evacuate the whole section underneath it. So, like, unfortunately for Becky and Dewdrop, who didn't have a terrible match here, no, the, it wasn't. the crowd was very distracted. Yeah, very distracted. Yeah, uh, and I'll 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 stick to this like as, throughout my entire time as a wrestling fan, like a bad crowd or just like no crowd reaction will just take the life out of a match. I think everyone can pretty much agree with that, but like a hot crowd can make make a decent match look incredible. Mm -hmm. So that's why the the era of the Thunderdome is just so hard to rewatch. So hard stuff. Can't wait. You can have a. You get like a four or five star match in the Thunderdome area, but like man, it's just still hard to watch without. That's why I like. That's why I like Wrestle Kingdom was probably for me underwhelming. I have one match left in Wrestle Kingdom to watch, and it is the best match, and I still haven't been able to finish it. Osprey and Okada. Yeah, I haven't finished. I haven't watched oh that God. one yet. But last last night, I got to watch uh, Kenta versus uh, Tana Tanahashi, and that was that was a banger. Very yeah. good ending. Great oh, match. Yeah. Not who I wanted to win, though. Tanahashi wins, and I was upset. Yeah, he wins a lot. It's like super big, Cena. Big Kenta fan. Yeah, he's like Cena of New Japan, yeah. Um, yeah, Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop. Uh, really? Not much not much notes on this. Dewdrop yeah. did, did well, though. Dewdrop did well with her first like big pay-per-view real match. Yeah, some some good so spots too. for Dewdrop. Uh, I don't think we're incorrect with saying that she's going to be someone that I could see sticking around in the picture. Maybe not on Raw right now, but over the years, same like Liv Morgan, these people that they're, they're rotating in are doing well in their main event match or their, their pay-per-view matches, premium yeah. streaming live event matches. So hopefully we're keeping a, a stable of people to add to the women's um, main event picture over the years. Yeah, I don't remember what my take on Liv Morgan was and her sticking around the main event, but I'm pretty sure it was along the lines of I don't think she'll be sticking around in the main event. I'm coming around on that now, just based off the Royal Rumble performance. So yeah, yeah, I don't think she's like gonna stay in the main event, but I think she's proven that she's like a a good quality woman competitor. Um, where we could see her f- sometimes float in. You know, if we yeah. ever do like a elimination chamber or like a fatal four way, she could see someone I could see. She'll in be there. one of those people that you could heat up and have go at any moment. You know, you know, she, I, she, I don't want to say she's fallen into like the Naomi Natalia pot, but like those like previous main event women that we know are good and can put on a great match. I think both Liv and Dewdrop are proven they could fit in that category. Yeah, I agree. Um, Becky. Uh, she ended the match with doing her. I, I wrote rock bottom. What the fuck is it called? Manhandle slam off the top Manhandle rope. Manhandle slam off the top rope to do drop. Um, and she wins and retains the title. Everyone had Becky Lynch, uh, for the predictions contest, and this got yep. a beer. 
one beer. Mm-hmm. Moved on to a, a much more important match for the rest of the night. This was followed by uh, Brock Lesnar defending against Bobby Lashley. Boy. What a th- this was pretty good. I I did rewatch portions of this because I was struggling to pay attention at some points during this when I was talking with. Well, Joe there was only pizza. one. There was only one thing that we could pay attention to because I was calling bullshit on WWE because I thought that it was all. I thought everyone who picked Brock Lesnar to bleed was going to get it because he had acne on his nose. Okay, I was, so I I was calling bullshit. It wasn't acne. Did you see what it really was? No. It was a scab from glass from the night before where in the hotel he no put Wee Man through a glass table. I didn't. So it I was mean, a I, scab. I had seen his, that he on did the right that. Side of his nose. I had seen that he nose. did that, but I did not know that's what that was from. Yeah, I watched a video of it and he like has a trickle of blood on his nose or something like that from that uh, that Wee Man slam. And I think he like the glass like slightly cut him on the nose. And he got like a scab there. Which opened up during the match or didn't open up? Questionable. I mean, I've seen it twice and I didn't see it bleed at all. So either way, I I I think I looked at it. Even if it did bleed, I still would have won. It would have had Leslie tie with me, but I beat like we had our tiebreaker was four minutes apart, and which is insane. Later. And my no, mine was um, one minute closer. I had 11.49, and it ended at 11.50, and she had 11.53 or something like that. Oh, gotcha. Nice. Yeah, it was, it was close. It was close. But, yeah, I, so, I would have I won anyways. Non-consequential. But, yeah. So, even, yeah. But La- Bobby Lashley did bleed on the mouth in this match. Yep. Uh, and the German suplexes that they were giving to each other were, like, none that I had ever seen before. They were, dr- they were legitimately dropping each other on their fucking necks. It, it looked like there was some real backstage heat in this match. There, there was some some moves that just looked really hard. I like think the, uh, I don't especially know, on the outside of the ring and like yeah. the spears and stuff around the the ring side. Just like it looked like there was some. They were either really trying to sell this match as like two heavyweights, and they were like well yeah, produced. I think it's more or, that. I think it's more that. Like I doubt there's actual heat. I I feel like these guys just because uh, a lot of Reigns and Lesnar matches do the same thing. They're like super hard hitting. The moves look legit. And they just go hard against each other. I feel like that's what happened here is like, let's fucking go ham. And like, you know, hopefully neither of us get hurt, but we're going to go, we're going to go hard in this match. Um, That's my hope anyway, is that they, they, that was true instead of like um, real heat. You don't want real heat to cause someone to get hurt. And yeah. hopefully these were just like big hits. Instead. Yeah. This was also like, I thought, you know, actually, looking back at it, I don't hate this match at all. I thought this was good, and I don't even mind the ending. I no, think, I thought this I, built I well. Think, this is my second favorite. This this is probably tied with the women's, like second or third best match. And I think there was these are the only three like great matches or good matches on the card. This yeah. is up there with the women's match. I I think it's just because of the main event being the men's rumble, being the match that a lot like the majority of the people are looking forward to it just leaves such a sour taste in your mouth with what happened it hurts the entire show but i did like this match um at the end lesnar goes for an f5 uh on lashley he as he spins him around he kicks the ref in the face the ref gets knocked out uh lesnar pins him 
there's no ref to count it the crowd counts to like fucking six yeah the infinite count yeah lesnar lesnar gets up and gets speared by roman reigns who turns immediately after the spear to paul Heyman, who's on the outside and you're like all right what the fuck's he gonna do to Heyman?" and instead he extends his hand Paul Heyman hands him the WWE championship and Reigns hits Lesnar with the title, allowing Lashley to pin him and become the new WWE champion. And the swerve is complete for yeah, Paul well, Heyman. You, you said it and I followed along with saying, I think it was going to happen that the Paul Heyman swerve was totally, was totally written in the books weeks ago. Oh yeah. I do have a, I do have a question on this match. Okay. So, we're not going to get too far into Raw, but this does bleed directly into what's going to happen here. What would be, in your mind, what's like the most upsetting thing that you're probably going to have happen at WrestleMania? Most upsetting thing that to happen? Yeah, something was to happen at, because of what just happened in that match and Bobby Lashley wins the title and everything that happened on Raw. What are you scared for happening at Mania? I'm scared the most for title versus title. Yeah, because it's still on the table. It's I thought this I thought this ended it. And then the main mm-hmm. event happened and then Raw happened and I'm like, "Oh, it's it's sitting right there in our grasp. It's right in front of us." I've seen lots of rumors that are saying that it's not going to happen and that's never been the plan, but I won't believe it until I see it. I would, yeah, much, I, think this... I would much rather, I've been thinking about this a lot, like who, like if Lashley's going to face someone, who do I want to see him face? I think my answer is Big E because Big E never lost the championship to Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Deserves his rematch. And I think it should be against Bobby Lashley. He, lo- he lost, it to, Le- he lost it to Lesnar. He lost it to Lesnar in the fatal five way. And I think yep. that, that's what it should be. Yeah, fatal. I mean, fatal five way happened. He lost it to Lesnar. Lesnar loses it to Lashley because of Roman. I think the way to sell this the best is Lashley wins the elimination chamber, and then the number one contender is Big E, and it opens WrestleMania. I think it's a good night one opener. Like I don't Drew, think this like should Drew be Bobby this year or last year. Sorry. Yeah, it's exactly like that. You open night one with Big E versus Bobby, and then you end night one with probably Charlotte Ronda. Open yep. night two with Becky versus Bianca and night two with Lesnar Reigns. And yeah. then your four big matches are set. I don't think there's someone you can build in the short amount of time frame who has a better story than Big E. I agree with you. Yeah, I don't think so either. But if you take one of those titles and make a title versus title, you're you're missing one of the four big matches you have to have on a WWE two-night pay-per-view. Yeah. You can't you can't have this two-night quote unquote stupendous pay-per-view that they're gonna put on. <laughs> uh good man quote yeah and not have to like your wwe championship and universal championship each have separate matches like you cannot not have that yep um this got three beers though pretty, good pretty decent amount let's get into this mixed tag match now can I just say that this is the second pay-per-view in a row where Miz and Edge have had a good match, but it's just a little too long for me. Yeah, that's kind of the takeaway I had, too. Like, didn't hate it, didn't love it, probably a little long. I did like that they had multiple moments in this match where I felt 
where they gave me hope. I was the only one in the predictions bracket that picked Miz and Maurice just because, like I said last week, I was the only one who was. <coughs> Jesus. <coughs> I think garlic bread just went down the wrong pipe, but um, I picked with my heart and I picked who I liked better. I've always been a big Miz fan, so I picked it. You know, I, I knew there was very little chance, but WWE likes to do weird things. Um. And they they did sell me like two or three times that this was over and the Miz brick and the gonna brick win spot it. the brick spot and the skull crushing finale mm-hmm. thought it was over. Um, Maurice looked great. Sup? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a quality sup. Quality sup. Uh, I got quotes for this match, and I only caught these after rewatching. Um, there's a conversation between Corey Graves and Byron Saxton, as you could imagine. Uh. <laughs> It, this is while Beth is basically, just, like, I don't know what the moves were, but she was beating up Maurice basically is during one of those points in the match. And Corey Graves is like, how dare her? That's somebody's mother. And Byron, Byron just goes, Beth has kids too. And Corey Graves is like, is that the kind of example you want to set for your children? <laughs> just, just going back on what he said and being like, Oh yeah, you're right. Is that the kind of example you want to set for your children? Jesus. <laughs> Corey Graves, uh, and it was all like so fluid. Corey Graves thinking on his feet. I don't. I I highly doubt they have stuff like that written down. But like, he thinks on his feet so well. And I say that despite the fact that they sit down all the time. Other than Pat McAfee, uh, his his zingers on Byron Saxton are so good. I was really hoping for more Cameron. I mean, uh, Corey Graves moments in this pay per view. And nothing happened. So glad he had some quotes. Um, but yeah, they, they tried the brick spot again. Uh, Jessica Carr, the referee, is basically Aubrey Edwards Jr. Just completely misses fucking everything in this match that the that Miz and Maurice tried to do. Uh, which I didn't mind. It, it makes it makes for a better match. Uh, we really just like to pick on Aubrey Edwards because that's just who we've decided to pick on. Uh, but yeah, it was a surprisingly. I think good match, Sur- surprisingly, mm-hmm. surprisingly good. Um, the the grit couple, Edge and Beth Phoenix, wins with the the double spear, or I guess they they both speared the Miz and then hit the double glam slam. Uh, and this got a beer and a half. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think when we watched live, it got two. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it got a beer and a half. We uh, definitely overestimated that one. Not the only one. Or just counted wrong. I mean, by this point, we were hammered. So uh, yeah. So let's get into the men's rumble. I feel like this is going to take the most time. Oh. I feel like this is going to take the most time to talk about here, and then we'll get into the weekly recap. Um, I have my... One, like, I think my biggest, no, this is probably my second biggest gripe about the men's Royal Rumble. Part of what's, part of what ruined it. So there's two things that ruined this other than how it ended. One of them is the lack of any storyline development other than the winner throughout the match. There was zero yeah, well, you just get done talking about how there's, there was multiple spots in the women that either built on storylines or did callbacks or uh, 
all sorts of cool stuff in the women's. This was just lacking all of that. Like, what were we thinking throughout the entire leading up to the Rumble? Is the 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 like even down to the Mysterios, like on Raw, eliminating each other, or like throwing Ray throwing Dominic out of the ring? They weren't even ever in the ring at the same fucking time together. Not even close. They were like 10, Way 20 minutes apart. off. Yeah. Way far apart. That's just Dominic had a very short appearance. That's that. just one example of it. Um, and my second gripe is when uh, with all of the the new music that the wrestlers have in WWE, first of all, it's so bland and so boring. Mm-hmm. Second off when the, when these people have this new music when it hits you're like oh who is this and then it just ends up being fucking i don't know ricochet some lame nobody that we don't care about anymore which i care a lot about ricochet but like in wwe they don't do anything for him so it's hard to care about him or care like what he's doing because you know he's not going to do well in the match uh, but yeah, AJ Styles and Shinsuke started off, uh, which was that was good. That was that was cool to see. Um, yeah, pretty much like the big moments in the match. Like, I mean, Johnny Knoxville had his moment, and then he kind of went at it with AJ Styles. AJ was AJ like begged him to hit him in the face. Uh, Knoxville gave him a, a decent looking forearm, honestly, to the face, and then style, and then pretty much everyone that was in the match just beat up on Johnny Knoxville. And I think Sami Zayn did eliminate Johnny Knoxville, so that was like the only thing, the only thing that they built on here, other than the winner of the match. Yeah, like of all the rivalries they've been building for weeks, they finally which like if touched if we're, on one of them. Yeah, which like if we're building towards Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania. Please what, no. Whatever. No. Like, what I the don't, fuck ever. No. Rumor has if Johnny it, Knoxville proved anything here is that he's not Bad Bunny. You know. Well, rumor has it. Yeah. I think that's we what's got still two nights here. So. Mm. I will still watch Jackass forever, but I prefer to never see Knoxville in the ring again. And this, yeah. they, they did kind of flip this on our ass a little bit. I thought that would be the other way around. I thought Knoxville would throw Zane out, but. No, got the Knoxville already Knox. did. We already saw that on SmackDown. Yeah, I thought they were just going to keep doing the same thing over and over again. SmackDown likes to do that. Ooh, good point. Um, Omos had the classic big man spot. He eliminated a bunch of people, and then a bunch of people eliminated him <laughs> with like a with like a big forearm from AJ Styles to like yeah. It was like it a off. bunch of people trying to eliminate him, and then AJ was like "fuck this," and then hit the other rope across the ring and. Uh, he came back and hit a forearm into his, a, into his butt cheek, and then he finally went out. That's a little bit of like building storyline, but I thought that was already over. So it's, it's like over though. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. a callback. Um, I have a stat here. Um, oh, good. Dolph Ziggler during this Royal Rumble entered his fifteenth Royal Rumble ever, which is tied for second all time b- b- behind Kane. Guess how many all time eliminations Dolph Ziggler has in fifteen total Royal Rumbles? I thought Kofi was second, not no, all. Co- Kofi entered his 14th Royal Rumble at this Royal Rumble. Oh, my goodness. Guess how uh, many? I would say less than 10. It's 12. It's not many. Oh, close. It's less than how many he's been in, which I was like, 
that's fucking insane. But it kind of makes sense. Like toward the beginning, you know, when he was still with like the spirit squad, because I think they did a little bit with the spirit squad coming in the rumble and all that stuff back in the day. Yeah. Zero percent chance he got any eliminations as, as what was he? Nikki. Yeah, he was he was one of the weirder name ones. Yeah, I think he was Nikki because um, his name's Nick Nemeth. So uh, but. You want to talk about the eliminations that didn't make any fucking sense? Uh, because AJ Styles got eliminated by Madcap Moss. That made a lot yeah. of sense. Yeah, that was frustrating. Th- this was the whole night. Like shaming man throws out Kevin Owens. That was the other one. Madcap throws out AJ Styles. Randy Orton just kind of goes over the top rope. Like all the After people two that we minutes, thought- Randy Orton was in the match for two minutes. Brock Lesnar was also in the match for two fucking minutes. So you could do a lot with two fucking minutes, apparently. But the point being that this was poorly produced. This was just very poorly put together. Yep. Who, uh, who, who, who produced this and put this together though? It has to be somebody that was that. The, it could, it couldn't rumor, be, it couldn't be somebody that was formerly the best wrestler in the world. Right. The rumor on the internet is that a significant portion of the production is match. What came from the mind and the greed of Shane McMahon, who allegedly put more thought into the match of what he was doing, vice, what everyone else was doing. And this is the final product we came out with. We got um, like when I looked it up, there were other people listed. There was a lot of other people listed on yeah. the men's role for production. Michael Hayes, I think was one of them. Um, Abyss was one of them, which is cool to see him doing a lot of work with WWE uh, producing matches. But in the end, all be all, Shane McMahon put a lot of influence here, and he ends up entering very late and then lasting until the final four with a final three. A big he was hit. final three. Well, let's not forget who four was here. <laughs> bad, bad bunny. No, it was Riddle. Was f- it was Riddle. I thought Bad Bunny was four. No, final six. I literally watched it like yesterday, sober. It was uh, the final six was it, in this order: Bad Bunny, Randy Orton, Riddle, Shane McMahon, Drew McIntyre, with the winner being Lesnar. I might have mixed up Bad Bunny and Randy Orton, but yeah, it was that. I thought for sure Bad Bunny was Final Four. Nope. But yeah. Uh, he was after Randy Orton. You're right. But he was before. Riddle was 27. So Riddle was Final Four. Bad Bunny was fifth. Yeah. Uh, the the rumors the rumors after this was that Riddle was originally supposed to win the match. Uh, I never saw no anything, way. but Chad. Yeah, I I didn't believe it for a second. Chad said he saw something like some some other uh, rumor that disputed that. So yeah, seems yeah, like there that was somebody saying like they they worked backstage and there was never a discussion of Riddle that there yeah. was that Lesnar was supposed to win for about two weeks. And it's all because they don't really know what they want to do with Raw. Yeah, it's, I mean, if you think about it, like watching SmackDown and Raw though, like. Raw seems to have their shit together more than SmackDown does. Like we talk about it a lot. Like SmackDown is the same formula every week, but you know, it is like they do have their shit together with like, Hey, what is going on with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar? So 
seems like that's what they have. Well, that's it, at this point, it seems like that's the only thing that Vince McMahon has his shit together with. That's the only thing he's ever been thinking about. And uh, at this point, it seems like wrestle like WrestleMania being good is a thousand percent in jeopardy because of like them having no fucking clue what they're doing in the next three months, two months, actually. So we've proved that even further on Raw, where it seems like the decision-making on who's going to be in his elimination chamber and where we're going to go with it, it seems like it was just thrown together. It doesn't seem like it makes a lot of sense there either. So my fo- my hope is they, they center down soon on who they want. We start getting some some good production moving into WrestleMania. As we do have, we have plenty of time. It's only the, what, the 3rd of February right now, and then it's like the 2nd or 3rd of April this is happening. So we, we've got first two and, full months. First and 2nd. But yeah, first and second. So we, we got like almost two full months. But one of those February months is short. One of those months is the shortest month of the year. It is February. So and we do have time. to build elimination chamber in that time frame. So expect that the next few weeks will be a, a pretty big build to elimination chamber. But if you play your cards right and WWE figures this out soon, they can use that all to build into WrestleMania. Yeah. Um. I don't know if you saw this today, but the other rumor was that, um, like, apparently uh, there was supposed to be a WrestleMania match between Seth Rollins and Shane McMahon. I don't know if you saw this, but that is a thousand percent not happening anymore. Yeah, seeing as how the, the, the rumor has come out this week that after... Apparently, the as we talked about, the production of the match being heavily influenced by Shane McMahon caused a ton of backstage turmoil. I heard, I heard that some of the, the top-tier talent in the company was infuriated by the way this match was produced. Uh, a lot of it focused on Shane McMahon and people the frustrations are, yeah, with him. People are saying the match changed over 20 times, like all leading in the weeks leading up to it, and people were just getting fucking fed up with it, which I would too. I would hate if I worked at a place where the plan changed 20 times. Yeah, I don't work there at all. <laughs> um, I will say that the list of names I heard that were upset by this match included Randy Orton and Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre. And like the list of people that WWE cannot afford to piss off and lose at this point are the exact people that were upset by this match and the way it was handled. So I'm not shocked by the news that came out this week that Shane McMahon has been cut and released from the WWE. Yeah. More McMahon family drama. Um, it led to a lot of funny memes and Shane McMahon being uh, photoshopped into like uh, AEW Rampage leaked photos from this week and stuff like that. <laughs> like he's going to fucking show up in AEW. Uh they also did like the the side by side of like Shane saying he bought like the classic like Shane bought WCW like the name on the name on the contract does say McMahon, <laughs> but with AEW, <laughs> I uh, Shane McMahon like is the CEO of other companies and he does he has his own other personal business endeavors so I think this is just like a final straw and like he is he'll done he'll be back gone he'll be back soon do you think soon or is it going to take a couple of years before we're like past this god-awful royal rumble production and i would not be so this isn't a prediction but i would not be surprised to see shane at 
some point leading up to this year's SummerSlam, I think it would surprise me less if he was in the lead up to next year's Mania. Like I think I think a year from now we're seeing Shane again. Within 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 a year from WrestleMania, we'll see Shane McMahon again. That'd be wild. I was I was kind of shocked that this was one of the people they were willing to pull back. So I'd already heard that he was out of the company and done with wrestling completely before we heard their internet rumors that he was coming back for this match. Yeah. Well, apparently it was to tune up for a match against Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, but I guess not. <laughs> yeah. Um, Thank God, no. Yeah, and then and then we got the fucking like the the stab in the heart, the number thirty entrant, uh, being Brock Lesnar. He just destroys everybody. We kind of already talked about it, but Lesnar wins the match. He's uh, he gets to pick the champion of his choosing. Wonder who he's gonna pick. Uh, could be anybody. Um, but this match got seven beers. He was in the match for two minutes and 32 seconds and won the Rumble, which is a record for shortest time for a winner. Because after he came in, he cleared the ring out and then quickly eliminated the other four or five. There was only about four or five people in the ring when he came out. And Orton lasted no, very there was a short. Lot. There was a lot. Like, I think Otis was still in the ring. Well, that didn't last long. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It apparently uh, I, I saw another rumor that said that like the end of the match between him and Drew, like once they were down to the final two, it was supposed to go longer, but they were short on time, which doesn't make any fucking sense at all to me because they're on Peacock. They run like they do their own time, but maybe it was like a stadium thing. I don't know. I mean, it was it was like eleven fifty when this damn thing ended, so it was almost a four hour pay per view, and it only had six. It's the Royal Rumble. Kind of expected it, you know. It did have a really long Miz and Maurice match, and a really long Bobby Lashley match, and a decently long Becky match. So, plus, it felt like there was so much downtime in between matches on this pay per view. They do commercials and the 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 videos leading up to. I think the video leading up to because I, I fast when when I rewatched it, I fast forwarded and up until the entrances. Um, the video package, I think, for Lesnar and uh I almost said Reigns, Lashley was like eight minutes long. Something ridiculous like long. that. Just leave the show in the pre-show and just get on yeah. the game match. Um, but yeah, this uh Royal Rumble, 23 and three quarters of a beer. I haven't put it in the database yet, but that's if not the number one WWE pay-per-view for beer ratings, it's pretty high up there. Yeah, that's got to easily be top 10. You said 23 and three quarters? Yeah. That's got to be up there with the war games. Probably, because I think I think that got 23. But we'll see. I'll, uh, I'll have an update when I decide to finally open that back up and you know update it with the last i don't know four or five pay-per-views we watched because i don't think i've updated i haven't updated it in a while like day one still not in there <laughs> uh but yeah let's get into the weekly recap um we can kind of breeze through smackdown because we've already talked about the royal rumble um for one there was a lot lot of uh kansas city chief signs at smackdown as well because they were in kansas city um bad look for chiefs fans just just a horrendous look for chiefs fans um but yeah the opening segment for smackdown 
we got a bunch of women in the ring and we had the return of Sasha Banks. I I have a I have a a question for you on this one and I, I see if your opinion matches mine. They they hinted so the people that came out when Charlotte was in the ring were Shayna, Aaliyah, Natalia, Shotzi, and Shayna all in the ring, which is a total of six people in the ring. Do you think it's possible that we get a women's elimination chamber before Charlotte and Ronda face off at Mania? Um well, let's see. Becky Lynch, and this is, uh, you know, spoiling a little bit, but it is Thursday of this week. So you've, if you're a wrestling fan, you've probably already seen what happened on Raw. Becky already has a singles match at Elimination Chamber. Yep. And the Raw Men's Major Championship has its own Elimination Chamber. I would not be surprised if they're if the if on the SmackDown side they do the Women's Elimination Chamber. That would not surprise me one bit. I didn't even think you know, about obviously that. with the six people being out there, that would be a hell of a match. Obviously Charlotte would win. Charlotte would go on to face Ronda at the pay-per-view, but I'm hoping that's what they do in the interim to sell like, and Ronda sits ringside or Ronda comes out at the end of the match or something, but Ronda special we also guest to, ref. We also do have to remember this is in uh <laughs> Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. So that would be Six the only women. thing. That would be the only thing that would make me think they wouldn't do it. But they do already yeah. have a women's match, so I, I think I think they're going to keep trying to have more women's matches at these Saudi Arabia pay per views. Yeah, I so. agree. Um, the I mean, the next thing has to be the match of the night for SmackDown. It was Sonya Deville versus Naomi. And we talked about this on Saturday. This was damn good. Dude, for weeks, I came on this podcast and I was like, I hate that Naomi and Sonya is still happening. And then they finally get all the bullshit out of it. They just do a wrestling match one-on-one. They both brought out new moves. They brought out... um super fiery competitive attitude and i was this was easily easily the best thing on smackdown the whole night i thought this was a banger of a match i legitimately was like not skipping i wasn't fast forwarding i wasn't doing anything and uh yeah i, and I, I thought I it fast was forward, awesome i fast forward a lot when we when i watch the weekly shows a lot yeah, Sami Zayn comes out, and I usually fast forward, which is really disappointing because uh, I used to love him back in the day. But now it's just bad segments. Yeah. Um, he. Speaking of Sami Zayn, uh, his In Zayn uh, stunt show is now a live podcast. Um, so this is just a shout out to Sami Zayn. Uh, fuck you. Yeah, trying to take our trying to take our listeners with his podcast is fucked. Yeah, up. dude, that's fucked up. Not cool. <laughs> Another thing that's not cool is that they announced on this pay-per-view that Big E is officially SmackDown, which kind of throws a wrench in everything we've talked about with Big E oh, so yeah, far on this fuck. podcast and everything else. Big E is officially a member of SmackDown, which apparently we can just trade shows in the middle of the year. I didn't know that. It's the one but- time of year where SmackDown and Raw get to make a trade, but it's not a trade. It's more of a... Somebody they signed just, big- somebody just goes to another show. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, SmackDown, I guess, uh, 
paid Biggie off the practice squad of Royal of the Raw show because uh, Biggie wasn't doing much on Raw as it was anyway. Yeah, he wasn't, like, the yeah, Biggie wasn't. Yeah, Biggie was never doing anything on Raw, for sure. Fuck, I completely, I completely fucking forgot about that when I said earlier that I would love to see Bobby versus Biggie at Mania, and now it's, it's a, just like a foregone conclusion that that's definitely not happening. The only way I, well, only way I could see it happening is hear me out. They retract everything they've already talked about. No, Reigns or Lesnar beats Reigns and Lesnar free agents himself to Raw, and somehow they still set up Big E versus Lashley, and Big E wins at Mania and stays on SmackDown. No fucking way. I think all this back and forth Raw to SmackDown tech, uh, t- uh, title talk is all it's all a uh, it's all a ruse to make us think they're going to do something we don't want them to do. I think Vince McMahon has figured it out. Yeah. I've... Well, maybe. Things. <laughs> but uh, Big E being officially SmackDown, while that did throw us off, uh, they did end SmackDown with a, a really great segment between Seth and Roman. Um, basically, Seth comes out to Roman and talks about uh, all their times in the shield together and Roman says I hate you for all the stuff that happened with the shield and they clearly lead into what's going to happen at Rumble which we talked about with the the shield flop where Roman hits Seth with a chair a bunch of times they hinted yeah. at it completely on Smackdown in the main event uh, promo where they said where Roman said I hate you for what you did I hate you breaking us up um they did feature two references to Mox in this one, and Seth yep. Rollins called him Mox again. Yeah. So, um, the one thing because I think you and I both picked Seth Rollins to win at the Royal Rumble. The one thing that made yeah. me hate my pick was Rollins like bringing back how he's beaten Roman in those big time championship matches, like one being WrestleMania 31, where he cashed in Money in the Bank and pinned Roman, and the other one being. Uh, the one that he referenced, I think, was 2016 Money in the Bank, where where Ambrose cashed in after Rollins beat Reigns. But mm-hmm. it made me they, hate uh, the fact that I picked Rollins because I was like, well, there's no fucking way he's winning. Not just that, too. They uh, After they had their little face-off, uh, Roman went for the Superman punch, and Seth Rollins like evaded and rolled out of the ring laughing. Yeah, and looked good on the go-home show, which is never good if you <laughs> pick that person to win. Yeah, you don't want to look good on the go-home show. No, you want to look like a piece of shit. That means you're going to win. Sasha looks good on the go-home show. She looked good at the Rumble. No, she didn't. I was talking physically. The Sailor Moon stuff. Oh, I thought you meant, like, quality of competition-wise. I didn't think we were talking about who was attractive. (laughs) Every Bliss didn't show up. Everyone in some sort of way. Uh, rampage. Let's move on to rampage. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of good stuff out of rampage this week. Uh, rampage was rampage. It you was know, rampage. like matches happened. Uh, they tried to build some storylines that aren't going to be like on the pay per view kind of storylines. Well, I mean, the one that they still are hinting at is Moxley and Danielson, but we'll get to that when we talk about dynamite because that. Yeah. That is something else that what we saw in Dynamite and what yeah. the, the possibilities. Oh, to, to reference Dr. Seuss, oh, the places they could go with that. Hmm. That's mm-hmm. not one of his canceled books, so good job. 
Oh, it's not. I didn't realize that there were canceled books. Oh, yeah. Doctor Seuss has some canceled ones where you may or may not have been a racist. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. I don't know anything. I need to watch the news more. I'm getting Doctor Seuss partially canceled. I should probably watch the news so I know who's canceled and who's not canceled so I don't talk about them on this show, but whatever. Um, Moxley, uh, he beat Anthony Bowens. That was obvious. Um, the TBS title was once again defended on TNT. Just, you know, I'm, I called that. I, th- I think I started talking about it last week, but it's been happening for weeks yeah. now. Uh, the total squash match. Total yeah. Squash. Car- Jay Cargill and uh, fuck. Julia, Julia Hart. Hart. Yeah. Yep. Eye patch. Can't you can't can't win a title with an eye patch. Come on. That's just that's just that's grade school. I didn't that's know grade that was school. a thing. That's grade school stuff. Um, and then the Jurassic Express, uh, they win the or they retain the tag titles. And after the match, they get ambushed by the ass boys. I don't know why I wrote this. I don't know if it was a sign or a quote, but it's been a long time since I watched Rampage, approximately one week of time. But I wrote in quotation marks, pound my ass, quotation marks end. Oh, Jungle Boy said that. <laughs> who were they? Who did oh, they face? Yeah. Who did they face? The private party. Yeah, private party he always said- says, yeah, he's like, yeah, they're like, oh, you yeah. You keep Jurassic, saying you're going to pound Express, my ass. We're going to pound your ass. And... <laughs> Meaning that they're not literally going to do that. They, what they really meant was that they're just going to beat them in any wrestling match. Um, Jungle Boy taking it a little bit too far and everyone on the internet thinking sexually. Uh, he literally started the, the Mark Henry portion of Jungle Boy talking by saying, <laughs> you keep saying you're going to pound my ass. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. It's time for this main event. <laughs> <laughs> this might not be damn it <laughs> i can't even talk right now this might not have been the main event you were expecting but it's time <laughs> for the main event and the ass pounding ensues let's get into monday night raw this entire show basically just revolved around building up the elimination chamber wwe championship match so but okay i will say Here's the one thing I liked about Raw. I'm going to go off for just a second. Go off, King. This mat, this this episode of Raw had a lot of very fresh matchups. Yes. Every matchup was new. We got some qualifying matches. The only one that was a repeat was Otis versus Riddle. Yeah. But we had Ms. Dominic. We had Rhea versus Nikki finally getting closed out. We had KO versus Austin Theory, which was really good. We had AJ versus Rey Mysterio, really good. Raw had some good matches on it, and a lot of originality. Dolph versus Antonio Dawkins was there. At least it was original. Angelo Dawkins? That's what I meant to say the whole time. Wow, dude. Antonio Dawkins. (laughs) (laughs) Angelo Dawkins, yep, that's what I meant. Um, There was a lot of originality here, which is it's finally nice to see some fresh matchups on Raw. Yeah, and a lot of times it seems impossible to do with how slim the roster is now. Especially um, with three hours, dude. Yeah, but they did it. Um, so, yeah, we had a lot, a lot of those matches. Um, we'll just t- I'll just say right now how the eliminated, 
Elimination Chamber match looks. So we have Bobby Lashley, obviously. Brock Lesnar, who was announced early in the show that he's just in it. It was uh, his rematch clause, basically. Is he's yeah, how he got in the match. Which, you know, rematch clause is sometimes here and other times not there. Yeah, apparently, if you get pinned in a fatal five-way, you don't get a rematch clause. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Seth Rollins was also just announced for the match. Uh, and then I mean, Brock and Seth getting announced made sense. I mean, Brock like getting screwed by Roman and then Roman causing Seth to like get disqualified or disqualification. Yeah, I'm not and upset about sense. it at all. I'm not upset about it at all. Um, Austin Theory beating Kevin Owens, I think, was a surprise of the night. A for, clean finish for the qual- for the qualifier matches. Right. Yeah. I didn't see I, I was like I was like cooking dinner during this match, but I didn't see anything that was like questionable to this being a clean finish uh no uh he hit the whatever his finisher is called and pinned him clean yeah there was nothing real funky about it that uh that ko match did follow a really good ko show segment with seth rollins where he was like if you just give up your you threaten to give up your spot i'll just get it automatically and then seth was like uh no let's not do that yeah um i i hope they do I hope they just do like a festival friendship type thing. Uh, break them up and have them have a match at Mania. I think it's going to be incredible. Um, I did say that, like, I told that to somebody. It might have been you. Um, and I was like, man, I hope there's a Rollins versus Kevin Owens match at WrestleMania. And then whoever I was talking to was like, you mean like two years ago when they did that it was at me. WrestleMania 36? And I was like, that was me. Oh my God, I completely fucking forgot about that. <laughs> Yeah, they literally did this at the uh, the WrestleMania with no fans there, the Thunderdome. Yeah, WrestleMania. I think enough people though have like rid that of their minds. That was one of the only good matches at that Thunderdome WrestleMania. That's it was a false count anywhere match. That's true. I think it was that, like the triple threat ladder match. The um, Rhea Charlotte was good at that. Mania. What do you what do you call the matches that aren't matches but they're they're on video? Huh? Cinematic. The cinematic matches were the cinem- Oh yeah, were, the cinematic matches. AJ were, versus Undertaker. They were fun. Yeah, that was good. Oh, and then the the was, Firefly Funhouse was fun. Um, I loved that John Cena Firefly Funhouse. That was one of my favorite things they've ever done. Yeah, like there were there were good matches on at Mania 36. But yeah, I think a lot of people still just like forget about it. Um, a lot of uh, I mean, let's be honest. Like a lot of people in the world right now are kind of just hoping that they fall asleep and wake up and it's March first 2020 and that this has all just been a bad dream um but no that that rollins kevin owens match happened uh but i still hope that we get rollins ko at mania 38 yep i hope so too that'd be that'd be a banger so you said bobby brock rollins and theory who else is in the the uh, matt oh i'm gonna say matt riddle riddle beat Otis after a after after mind you this is this is after he had just completed a 50 lap scooter race allegedly you know we never we we only saw some highlights of the race around the stadium they did 50 laps around the stadium in like an hour and a half um whether or not they actually did you know I have to say allegedly for legal purposes but he beat Otis. Uh, 
I think he did a floating bro off the top to win. Pinned him clean. Riddle's in the match. And then AJ Styles and Rey Mysterio, which was match of the night. Oh, AJ, AJ Styles beats Rey Mysterio. God, that was I could good. probably talk about this for like five to ten matches, minutes just on this match alone. There was so many like uh, great counters, close finishes, like two like two counts that sold me. Like this, this was a pay per view quality match. Like you know, like a mid card pay per view match where you like build a short feud real quick, just to fill time on the pay per view, and you put yep. AJ and Ray there. That's how good this match was for Raw. So like. Yeah. Man, match, I really enjoy this match. This match had me thinking, like, damn, what if AJ Styles came to WWE like four years earlier? Like he never went to New Japan and just like skipped that three years and came yeah. straight from Impact straight yeah, to did something like that and like and then had a match with Ray that early. Like, God, that would have been back so when like Ray was like still main eventing it, still like still eventing, still still like he had a in the Twilight Championship run in 2010. He, yeah. Yeah, in 2010. So like if AJ like foregoes his New Japan. It would be about that time. He I think he went to New Japan like 2012, but you know. Yeah, it would have been a, it would have been a couple years after Ray's most recent title run. But God, just I mean, th- these guys are in their mid 40s, right? Like they're ha- and they're having this match. Like it was so mm-hmm. good, so so good. Um, something that I thought was not very good though was the 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 I don't know what you call it the main event. That the Styles and Mysterio was the last match. Uh, the main this event. This is my biggest, my biggest a, complaint right a, now with Raw talking, and SmackDown. Talking segment. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Like, that's all Raw and SmackDown do nowadays. They end the show with promos or like talking segments, and I'm really starting to hate it. Or a face. We have dice. We have Dynamite finishing with a 40 minute long match. And we have Raw and SmackDown ending on like mediocre promos. I mean, the the Seth Rivers Roman promo I thought was pretty good, but like Ronda coming out with like ten minutes left in the show, only to be like, yeah, I don't really want to talk to Rebecca, which she called Becky Lynch about forty times. Rebecca, that's a real name. And then the I mean. and then the commentators also called her Rebecca because they got used to it. Yeah. <laughs> And then she comes out, and then and Rhonda's like, "Here's an arm. Here's like an arm drag. No thanks. I'm good." Yeah, walks it, off. It was just really clunky. It's like why, like they advertised Ronda Rousey for the show, and had her do essentially nothing. A terrible promo because she can't talk on the mic at all. Yeah, uh, I saw I saw a couple articles, basically that just headlined or a couple tweets that was like. Ronda Rousey needs a manager bad. And then I, and then, and that was before I watched it and I watched it and I was like, yeah, yeah, probably. I don't think she needs a, don't think she needs a manager. Cause I think that would, if like, she doesn't have a manager, she should just talk less. I just don't think she should do promos. I think she should use, cause she does well with like, she does really good with like building chemistry with somebody without needing a match. Yeah, she can come to the ring like a badass and just do some arm drags and sell some shit without ever picking a mic and going Rebecca, 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 <laughs> and then we move, and then we move the fuck on. Like I don't need her to do that to sell her as a uber face or uber heel. And I'm actually super surprised. Me and you talked before the Royal Rumble match. The fans are completely wow. over. Wow, she is yeah uber face. 
fans. I was fans don't care at all about those comments. A thousand percent not expecting that. Um, I had people chirping me online like that were like, "There's no way that she gets a like that she gets a heel reaction." And I was like, "Well, you'll see." Like, nope. The fans fucking loved her at Raw. The fans were excited to see her at the Rumble, as was I, because she was my uh, random number drawing person. So at that point, I knew that was the only reason I was super excited. Um, And the fact that I picked her to win, but. They're doing it right. Putting her, like I said, weeks ago, I think it was last week, me and you talked, I think putting her against Charlotte, there's no better way to book a face in the women's division than putting them against Charlotte. Because Charlotte is the heel she's no so one hateable. cheers for. So hateable. She, she's hateable. Whereas Becky's the heel that you don't you you still cheer for. Yeah. You know? So like putting her against Charlotte and pro putting that as like your end goal, she's gonna be over the moon, dude. Yep. Yeah, I mean uh, kudos to them. Like I think it's one thing they're doing right. Um and yeah. it's something that I didn't think when I thought about how this would go. It's just not how it's not how I thought it would go. And you know what? You can't win them all. That's how I thought it was going to go. So, but the Paul Heyman swerve one. happened. You hit the Paul Heyman swerve. I get the Charlotte Ronda swerve. Dude. Yeah, I hit. I hit. I hit quite a few things. But you know, you can't bat a thousand. Ask Barry Bonds. This uh, this did end with a a super cool Lita entrance slash build basically ronda arm dragged becky said you'll figure out what i want on friday walks the hell out and then lita comes out and uh quite unexpectedly very unexpected so here's my question for you Mm -hmm. we had previously talked about how lita was the backup in case like charlotte or bailey or ronda didn't work out you know do you yep. think they signed her to a one match contract or two match contract, one for the Rumble and one for other match? And they were like, oh, fuck, we got to like, they got to swerve to figure out how to put her on a match. And they offered her the Raw Women's Championship. Is yeah, like, hey, hey, Ronda was able to show up in time and Bianca's not injured. We're going with what we originally planned. So, Lita, here's your match. It's going to be That's in ex- Saudi Arabia. Enjoy your flight. That's exactly what I think happened. <laughs> like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. They booked her for two matches. They booked her for the the Royal Rumble. They booked her for one or two promos, and they booked her for the the actual main of their pay per view match. They were like, "All right, we owe her this. Let's get her on a match before whatever between here and Mania is." Oh wait, we're only doing elimination chamber between here and Mania. Fuck it, she'll show up on Raw. On send Charlotte her, Becky, send her to the Middle East. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I looked at Wikipedia today, by the way. There's not a scheduled pay-per-view for WWE other than an NXT pay-per-view between here and Mania. Stand and deliver? Stand, it's Yeah, it's Elimination, Stand and Deliver, Elimination Chamber, Stand and Deliver, and Mania. So we're going like to we're, we're like a six-week build to Mania after Elimination Chamber. I love it. I love it. Yeah, give I don't, them, I don't need Fastlane. Give them some time to figure out what the fuck is going on. I'm so glad Fastlane is gone. Yeah, Payback or Fastlane or any other bullshit named fucking middle of March pay-per-view. Now, while those are bullshit named, like, I would much rather, and this kind of defeats what I'm saying right now, I would much rather get rid of stuff like 
TLC, which is gone for now, Hell in a Cell, and Elimination Chamber. <laughs> oh no, I love Elimination Chamber. I would and rather Hell in a Cell. I would rather have an elimination, two good matches. I know, but I would rather have those types, of, those gimmick matches, develop organically instead of being like, oh, the uh, Hell in a Cell pay per view is coming up. I guess our feud is now ramping up towards a Hell in a Cell match. And it, you just have to hope that WWE has booked a solid enough feud for a Hell in a Cell match. So you're saying stop putting them guaranteed in a certain month slot and just yeah, let I'm not those saying, pay-per-views I'm not be more natural? Of, I'm not saying get rid of... No, I'm saying get rid of the pay-per-view names. I'm, I, I am saying that. I'm, I'm just saying like not, don't get rid of the the gimmick match itself, just let it develop organically. And when you have a feud that's hot enough, then, then do a hell in a cell match. Or if you ever find yourself in a spot where six people all deserve a world title shot, put them in an elimination chamber match and just have it happen once a year. You can book yourself into that. Just don't make it happen every fucking February, you know? That's how they kind of did the first two elimination chambers. They booked it going into a Survivor Series, and they booked it going into a New Year's Revolution, and no one really knew going into those two pay-per-views they were going to have elimination chambers at both. Yeah, it just happened naturally, then- and, the, and the feuds and the, the stuff leading up to it was good. Like think about how think about how we think about how we led up to the first think about how we led up to the first war games before we knew it was happening. It was like, oh, you got these these all these teams going at it, and it's like, man, what are they gonna what's gonna be the big blow off here? And then they announce it, you know. And now every year we're trained into like, oh, August is rolling around, and I have two factions going at it for some time now. I guess this is our war games match. But that's not you to say, say like that, but NXT, they, they, NXT crushes war games. But sometimes but, Hell in a Cell and Elimination Chambers fall flat. I mean, you say that, but the, what's the last Hell in a Cell match we watched? Uh, Edge Rollins at Crown Jewel. Was that a Crown Jewel? It was at I mean, a yeah, Saudi they still, Arabia pay per view. They still do Hell in a Cell sometimes outside of the pay per view, and they're good. It, that one was because the it best did, rated it, WWE right, because match of remember, 2021. It, it was a feud <laughs> that deserved a Hell in a Cell match. Yep. Right? So, you know, shit like that. Um, so, yeah, that sets Lita and Becky up for a match at Elimination Chamber. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's pretty much it for Raw. So, let's move into NXT. Uh Imperium and Diamond Mine started off the show in a damn good match. Dude. Lots of chance for Walter in this match. But you know what? I will say Gunther, a.k.a. Walter, played the uber heel perspective in this match perfectly. I you also know, while they're think, chanting Walter, he played, he played the uber heel perfectly. I also think, did you notice, and this might just be because I haven't seen him in a while. Maybe he's looked like this for a while. Is Walter slimming down? Oh, I told you that when he first was uh, supposed to come back. I like six weeks ago on the pod. I was like, I I heard some rumors that Gunther's or Walter's coming back, and he's super slim, and he looks great. He looks yeah. great right now. He's, he's ready for very the, fast. He's ready for the main roster. But what I will tell you is, you know who really, in my opinion, stole the show in this match. Um, one of the Creeds. The Creeds. Both oh, of just them. Both of them. Okay. 
the creeds in general yeah. are the two 2.0 guys of this whole match right yeah for sure the other four have been around for a long time they gave so many cool spots to the creed brothers and the the shorter rounder one um got all the big spots with gunther <laughs> shorter um, rounder one. i think that's brutus i don't even know their name julius there's and brutus. brutus drew Bre- i thought it was magnus and drew it's both Dude, like roman names know. i don't know the shorter, rounder, with taller hair one. Um, he got all the good spots with Gunther, and it was it was cool to see. I think it does prove my point that I think the winners of the Dusty Cup were the Creed brothers. Ooh. I, I, okay. I said that last week. Yeah. I said that last week. I just want to point out record that I'm, I'm holding true. I think, the Gunther, I think that the Creed brothers will win this tournament. I really... Then, after, after watching the last two weeks of NXT 2.0, I really hope that Idris Anafi and Malik Blade win. <laughs> they are hilarious. They had the best backstage segment I've seen in a very long time where they called themselves the Big Bold and Confident Team, a.k.a. the BBC team. Um, <laughs> they were like, we got to get a team name. They, they, made a, a, they made big Black Cox references. Yeah, well, almost. Oh, yeah, they didn't say BB. C. They said BB08. Yeah. Which was hilarious. And then Mandy Rose comes in yeah. and falls into Idris e- no, Malik Blade's Malik lap. Blade's lap. And they're like, let's go. We got to get out of here. And he's like, I need a minute. Yeah. <laughs> he had a big boner. It's not often that you see like a, a well written, inappropriate joke on wrestling these days especially yeah. with wwe who tried comedy, to go pg comedy and wrestling when done well is just the best it's the best i haven't um, seen a backstage segment on nxt that i've liked as much as this little aegis or the milik blade segment in a long time this was incredibly enjoyable yeah i'm trying to think of one and i can't um so you're talking about mandy rose let's get into this whole mandy rose kaylee ray thing so uh toxic attraction was out in the ring and Kaylee Ray comes out, demands her title shot. Uh, Mandy Rose says, fuck you. They leave. Um, they show at, like a like sort of a recap video, but after a commercial break, but it was a recap video of something no one had seen yet. Um, Toxic Attraction was going to leave, and Gigi and JC had gotten into the truck or whatever it was, the SUV. And Mandy Rose is still on the outside and she tries to get in. The door's locked. Kaylee Ray's driving it. She kidnaps Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. I assume they'll be back by next week because uh, they have a match. Oh, wait, no, that's at Vengeance Day. I assume they'll be back in two weeks for their match at Vengeance Day against Indy Hartwell and uh, Persia Pierogi. Yeah, that's, uh, that's announced. Yeah, it's announced, but they've been kidnapped. So who knows? Um, but yeah, the whole Kaylee Ray and Mandy Rose thing throughout the night, like Kaylee Ray just continues to just like chase her down. Um, she kidnaps the rest of Toxic Attraction and eventually comes back to the ring or the arena. And she's chasing Mandy Rose through, just throughout the entire performance center or whatever you, what do they call it? The CWC. CWC um, yep. Dumps some spaghetti on her head, puts a cake in her face, just ruins her life for the night. And eventually... Uh, and obviously the the blade and an offy backstage segment happens somewhere in there and eventually mm-hmm. chases her back out to the ring this is after the main event and convinces her to have the match next week i think right 
Yeah, I think it's the main event of next week's the week before Vengeance Day. So we'll get the the women's tag teams on Vengeance Day, and we'll get the women's match against Kaylee Ray next week. Yeah, so next week's looking pretty good. They have the Dusty Cup semifinals and that match. There's a couple other ones they announced, too. Yeah, they should be starting the women's Dusty Cup next week, too. Should be. Um, I saw a rumor that they don't – that they're the – I don't buy it at all because they originally announced that the women's dusty cup wouldn't start until February anyways. But I saw someone online that was like, yeah, I heard somewhere that they don't have enough talent to do a women's dusty cup. And I was just like, that just can't be true at all. Well, they have Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez now, which they will talk about in a second. They have the, the toxic attraction talk. Well, toxic attraction has the belts. They won't be in, Oh yeah, I guess Imperium's not in the men's dusty. So okay, yeah. Uh, Indy Hartwell, gotta, Indy Hartwell. Team. Well, she's they're 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 facing off for the titles in two weeks. So are they in the tournament? Probably. Um, that would, be, would be weird to, to be the in the tournament. I would be willing to bet the tournament starts the week after Vengeance Day. That would be different one though. If they announced two weeks because two weeks ago they announced it would start this upcoming week. Maybe they only have like two matches because they have that one team they announced. Uh, I think one of them is Indian and one of them is Hispanic. I don't know. There's that team that had the match against Dakota Kai last week. No idea. That's the one I'm talking about. Either and way. then they have Caden. They have Caden and Casey. Can oh, yeah, Zero. That's a, that's a team. That's a team. That's and then the they have team. EO and somebody. Oh, yeah, because what's-her-face is still injured. And they have a Tiffany Stratton and... Somebody. <laughs> that girl, Miller. That No, they're having a match against Wendy each Chu. other next week. Oh, no. Okay. No, Maybe she's not. facing Wendy Chu next week. Never mind. Tiffany Stratton. I think they have eight women they can announce. They also had some... They had, like, more than one promo in the last two weeks for women I've never seen before. So I think they're going to announce some new talent. Yeah. Also, they'll just throw like they'll probably just have like the first round will be comprised of a bunch of teams that people have no one no one's ever heard of, and it'll be very obvious who's going to win the first rounds of matches. Yeah. And then um, you set up the the Casey Canzaros and Caden Carter's in the second round for the big matches. Yeah. So yeah, this whatever. Um, Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade, like we already talked about, became a team. They had a match. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez ended up beating Cora Jade in a very good match. I thought well, um, we missed half the match. Oh, go off. <laughs> I wouldn't say half, but yeah, we missed some of there it. There was there was a lot of black screens, which I'm glad. Basically, from what I've read, is NXT does a seven second time delay. So whatever happens in real life and what we're seeing on TV are seven seconds off, which gave WWE the perfect amount of time to censor continuous wardrobe malfunctions from Raquel Gonzalez. I think um, from what me and my wife were, me, me and my wife were watching this one. And I think she kept noticing that Raquel kept messing with her, her top. I think her top became either loose or misplaced. Uh, and it kept having Raquel Gonzalez have some um, wardrobe issues. Yeah. Um, so we, we got continuous black screens throughout a period of time in the, the near end of the match. Um which caused us to miss some big moments in the match, but 
it was still a good matching. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez ended up beating Cora Jade, but since they since since Cora Jade had like a good showing, Raquel Gonzalez tells her, "Let's win it all," and like fist bumps Cora Jade. So yeah, you know who my pick is. Yeah, they're gonna win. It's they're it's, easily gonna win. Yeah, it's it's a foregone conclusion. Uh, <laughs> you told me that you told me that whole thing about the the wardrobe malfunction before we started recording, and I the whole time I'm watching it because I did not know that was a thing. I just thought my TV was fucked up and I was having first world problems. And I was, no, I had to, I had to Google it to make sure what yeah. my wife were thinking was happening was confirmed. And I did see multiple articles that said that Raquel Gonzalez was having a uh, top problem. Yeah. It made me double happy and upset at the same time. I was happy for two reasons and upset for one uh, happy because it meant that I didn't actually have first world problems. Uh, also <laughs> happy because WWE censored it correctly and didn't make Raquel's life a living hell for the next month and so on after that. Um, sad that it happened to begin with. Yeah. I was worried about what you were about to say there, but I agree with what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to be sad for I different have, reasons. Sometimes I know the right <laughs> things to say. And then by that, I mean, like, that is actually what I, what I think, not like, oh, I'm just going to say what I, sh- what I should say, not what I'm actually thinking. No, I'm um, glad that's your opinion. We had the same opinion. I, I told my wife after I, I watched it and then Googled it to make sure I was I was correct in saying what I said. Um, I was like, thank God they're on the seven second time delay so that that stuff doesn't get on the the, the USA network, you know? Yeah. Um, and then the last stuff for the night, uh, there was a Joe Gacy LA night match uh, and the main event between Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker versus Legato del Fantasma. Um, just real quick on the Gacy LA Knight stuff. Like it, it's basically just setting up LA Knight versus Grayson Waller in another match. Uh, they're probably yeah, gonna have a match. And deliver. They're gonna oh, it's gonna be stand and deliver. I was thinking just I think it's gonna be day. I think it's gonna be drawn out. I think it's gonna be a little further down the road. I would like that. But it it could happen if engine say you're right. Yeah. Uh LA Knight has a match against the 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 big guy. I already forget his name. I said it earlier. It's Shanga something like that. Uh, he's got a match against him next week to potentially be able to be, have the opportunity to face Waller at some point. Um, I wouldn't put it past his WWE to have him lose that match, but still get a match down the road against. Yeah, I could see that. Um, and then the main event was, it was just solid. Champion breaker beat Legato del Fantasma. Solid main event, probably second best match on the card. Yeah, it was it was a good main event. This does bring up two questions for you. you ready for two questions? We okay. don't have trivia this week. I think we got time for some questions. Uh, one, uh, Saray has a new gimmick where she has some weird necklace from her grandmother, and when she like touches it and comes out of the ring, she's no longer like a nerdy schoolgirl. She's some like weird. She's in her Saray outfit. Yeah. Feelings. Positive, negative, good gimmick, I, get, bad gimmick. I need more than just this week to have a feeling. Of, I, I guess initially, um, I literally don't care. I if I start if I, I like if I start to care about it, then I will enjoy it. But if I continue to fast forward it through it or through a Saray match like I did this week, uh, then I it the answer is obvious. I won't give a shit about it. My feet. My hope is that we go back to like pre. 2.0 Saray because she had like three or four matches right before 2.0 happened where she was getting quickly pushed for the main event. 
Yeah. Like she was getting speed speed run to like women's championship contention. And she's and not anymore. Then, and it sucks because like I she's very obviously gonna draw comparisons to Asuka, yeah. EO, and Kyrie. And yeah. as of right now, like she's nowhere near their level. I don't think she's far off from Kyrie because I think Kyrie Sane was the least, in my opinion, um, talent of the three. So I think she's kind of on Kyrie Sane's level for me, but not but yet as this, far as like what she's done. Yeah, yeah. So her resume in NXT says nothing comparatively to the other three, but like in ring talent wise, yeah. I think I guess EO that's, and Oscar that's what I meant. Like not in ring talent. Better. She hasn't really had enough chances to even show her in ring talent. My, my hope is that if she does get streamlined here, this gimmick like flushes itself out to be something better than it is right now. But I, yeah. I just don't. You got to give it time. Think like about it. Chase U. You got to give it time. Dude, that guy won a match this week, dude. I'm yeah. pretty excited for Chase U. Chase, um, Andre Chase is like right there behind Odyssey Jones is my favorite NXT uh, superstar. Whoa. Yeah, dude. Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa are below Chase U is what you just said. And I'm like kind of worried. <laughs> For favorite, like people I want to root for, I Champa will always be number one, and I think Gunther is number two for me. But I like heels, so um, my Third. second question relates to both of those guys. Uh, not a single NXT guy showed up on the Royal Rumble, like we had talked about for weeks, expected to happen. No Grayson Waller, no Champa, no Breaker, no Gunther, no Pete Dunn. Who is the first member of NXT that shows up on the main roster, and when do they show up? Gunther, Night After Mania. That's exactly what I said, too, is that I think that Imperium will close some... Uh, Imperium will start closing some loops. I whoever, think the Creed whoever, Brothers... Whoever wins the Dusty Cup will win the titles from them. And... I think the Creed Brothers win the Dusty Cup, and then it's Stand and Deliver, beat Imperium for the titles, and we move the titles to a 2.0 team. And we move Imperium up to the main roster. Yeah. As a group. The only thing which that I, know I think show a hate. <laughs> the only thing that I think could like delay that is like Vince literally being like, I don't know. I think he needs to lose like five or ten more pounds for him to be on the main roster and just kind of hold off on so it. much weight. Dude. I know he has, but it, Vince McMahon does whatever the fuck he wants, man. Yeah, fuck that guy, dude. Yes. And I'm saying that from a from a a heartfelt place of like, man, this guy has produced the company that I've loved for so long in my life. I have liked WWE longer than half of my life and like loved this company and bought so much WWE merchandising company uh, product over the years. But like, and I even like NXT 2.0 under Vince McMahon's leadership. I think 2.0 right now is one of my favorite things every week. But I have officially hit this point, but at the same time, if he says Gunther's not worthy of a main roster thing, fuck that guy. Yeah. All right. Um, let's move on to Dynamite. Um, the first match. So there was a match that was supposed to happen, and it was supposed to be between John Moxley and Brian Brian Kendrick. Um, at which point, uh, Brian Kendrick got pulled from the match, and Tony Khan tweeted, "We've been made aware of the abhorrent and offensive comments made in the past by Brian Kendrick, which I legitimately didn't even know about." Um, th- he said, "There's no room in AEW for the views expressed by Brian. We think it's best for all that Brian be pulled from tonight's card. As we gather more info, we'll announce a replacement bout as soon as possible," which ended up being Wheeler Yuta. 
accompanied by Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen. Uh, apparently, Brian Kendrick doesn't think that the Holocaust happened or doesn't fully believe in the the historical facts that have been presented about the Holocaust. So if that's true, then fuck Brian Kendrick. And I'm glad we, we moved him from the card. Wow. I will just be very aggressive on this one. If I'm you're going to go on public become, record and say starting to become a big Harlan fan all of a sudden. Yeah. Glad he got <laughs> thrown down the stairs if that's true. But I want I listened to some some uh podcast and he's a big conspiracy theorist and basically went off about how the the numbers associated with the holocaust aren't real and that the allies made up everything to do with the gas chambers and some really really bad stuff so if that's what brian kendrick thinks then i'm glad wheeler yuda and dan Housen were featured in the match and brian kendrick did not make his AEW debut I, I'm okay saying fuck that guy. Yeah, I also saw like before I saw that it was supposed to be Moxley versus Kendrick, I saw a bunch of rumors that there was going to be somebody debuting at Dynamite last night. And I was like, ooh, who could it be? And then you sent me a screenshot of Kendrick versus Moxley. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> like, I don't care. That's not who I'd hoped. <laughs> like, oh, I wonder who's going to win, Brian Kendrick versus John Moxley. Um. Not that I wasn't thinking that when he faced Wheeler Yuta, but still, um, that allowed us to see Danhausen. That was fun. Always it was a, a fun match. Always a plus. Very nice. Very evil. It was fun stuff. Very evil. Yeah, it was fun. Moxley obviously won. Uh, it was the, a cool ending though, because of the Brian Danielson skit. Yeah. So Danielson comes out after and makes the the most grand proposal to John Moxley. Uh, this whole time we're thinking that we're moving towards a match probably at revolution, which we still could be. Um, but Brian Danielson basically extends the offer to Moxley to form this like pure wrestling stable and pick up guys like of, of the likes of like they, the names that were mentioned was like Lee Moriarty, Daniel Garcia. Like what if we, what if we picked up these young guys and trained them and train the next generation of wrestlers under our wing. Join me in this endeavor. And kind of stuck his hand. He stuck his hand out for a handshake and then just basically offered up Moxley. Like you can basically take a week to think about it. So either that's going to happen, which I think the next thing I'm about to say is going to happen, or they're going to have a match at Revolution. Yeah, I've been catching up on the old episodes, and two weeks ago, you said that when Moxley comes back, you hope he's a super heel. I think it's going to happen the opposite. I think Moxley, since he's come back from his uh, yeah rehabilitation, is a people is want face people want to cheer for him, which is why I just yeah. thought it, I thought it would be a cool swerve to have him be a heel, which but, I, mean, I think is why I said that. But yeah. I agree with you that he's always played a better heel in his career, mm -hmm. but I think with his situation right now, it just plays so much better. It makes so much a, more sense. A, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if he's the face here and we get a revolution match between him and Brian Danielson, that's going to be so fucking good. And I actually prefer it to be that way. You know, keep I him think, the yeah, face, that's my prediction. Danielson it's, the heel yep. and just do the match. Yeah. That's my prediction is that it's going to go that way. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, Brandy Rhodes had an appearance on TV. Uh, she got the 
fucking she got booed out of the fucking building the shut the fuck up chance multiple times while she tried to talk interrupted by dan lambert dan lambert got dan lambert in a promo battle with brandy Rhodes, and dan lambert got fucking cheered and he even called himself a sexist and still got cheered <laughs> he said a sexist conservative misogynistic something and he got cheered every time and then Brandon Rose got told to shut the fuck up by the crowd the whole time. It was insane. I will say Brandy Rhodes had the best one line of the night, though, when she said Ethan Page would only hear her so they could get closer to getting Josh Alexander. Yeah, that was who, funny. if you didn't know, were tag team partners together in Impact as part of the North from Canada. And Josh Alexander is 100% one of the best members of Impact Wrestling right now. Um, yeah. Dude's awesome, and that was a that was an amazing one liner by Brandy Rhodes. Yeah, um, it it seems though like they're setting up Brandy Rhodes her comeback match to be Paige versus Paige Van Zant. Sup, sup. <laughs> I guess I'll I guess I'll watch that. Right, I mean, I, I at this point I'm, I'm sort of obligated to. This is a filler match on a pay-per-view, man. This is not going to be great, but yeah, it's going to happen. All. It's going to happen at Revolution. It's going to be a filler match, and we're going to get a beer and a half for it, and we're going to move on. Oh, I, well, yeah. If if Aubrey Edwards is refing it and they miss a bunch of weapon <laughs> shots, yeah, yeah, we could probably get a beer and a half. Maybe even well, you got Dan before. Lambert inf- interference. It's going to happen. So. Oh yeah, interference. Yeah. Oh boy, that'll be fun. <laughs> Um, speaking the, uh, of fun, what were you gonna say? Because I know what I was about to talk about. Oh, if speaking of fun, my favorite tag team in AEW. Okay, that's exactly out. what I was about to talk about. Hell yeah, dude! The Kings of the Black Throne, which is the greatest tag team name in AEW, showed up after that, dude. I don't ass think boys. I like as no fuck the ass boys. <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, the Kings of the Black Throne being part of the faction that's coming up, the House of Black, is the coolest two names of a faction and a tag team in AEW. And I'm biased as fuck because these are two of my all-time favorites of this generation happening in the same tag team. But it's Malachi so and Brody so King good. is awesome. And they get the win here over Penta and Pac. Yeah, they gave out, us a swerve, though. Dylan. Turns out Pac was never blind. Shocker. <laughs> I thought this whole time that Pac was actually blind. He wasn't. He was never blind. Crazy. It's like I thought Rey Mysterio lost that eye, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, they they were already in the number five ranked tag team. So I see them just continuing to rack up wins. Um, I don't know if they're gonna have a tag team title match at Revolution. It they're they haven't even really ever been involved with Jurassic Express, so I think they continue no. to build them up and probably add the, the rumors are they're adding another person to that stable. I'm excited to see who that's going to be. Um, and then they'll probably win the tag titles at, at fucking what, what's the may pay-per-view double or nothing or double even or before nothing. that. I think that they're going to, they're going to add somebody to the stable and then probably lose the triple threat or the six on six tag team match against death triangle in like the culminating match. Oh Yeah. Yeah, like once, uh, once uh, Ray Phoenix, Ray Phoenix is back. Um, once he's back, we'll do a six on six tag team match probably, and then they'll probably lose that one. But because their tag team record is undefeated, 
yeah, that house, the the, the yeah, kings of the Black Throne will still be who, top five. Just like so, them being your two of your favorite wrestlers right now. Who who is the third member going to be? Do you have I, any any idea? I don't even have a good guess because like everyone that Brody King cared about is somewhere else. So like he was in AEW or sorry Ring of Honor with Violence Unlimited. Before that, he was part of Villain Enterprises. So. Villain Enterprise was him, PCO, and oh God. Um, Marty Skrull. It was yeah. awesome. Unfortunately, Marty Skrull is kind of um, a sexual predator. I heard he's allegedly come back soon. Like I, I think he's already had some matches, but he's I, had some matches I saw in the UK. I don't think. I mean, he's got so much history with the people that run AEW. That yeah, I wouldn't put it past them. But I, yeah, I don't, I don't think, think they'd I don't be willing. Him. I don't think it's. Him. I don't think they'd be willing. So. I don't think anyone from the villain enterprises days will be able to come over because PCU is fighting an impact right now as part of the honor. No more faction. Um, it's a bunch of ring of honor guys, mostly all kingdom guys being PCO, Vincent, Michael Bennett, Maria Canellis, and I'm Matt Taven in impact. <laughs> so PC PCO won't be there, but, um, the violence unlimited guys were, um, him, uh, Chris Dickinson, who's big in New Japan Strong, Homicide, who is with uh, NWA, and Tony Deppen. So if they pull anyone from the Ring of Honor faction, it might be Tony Deppen, but he's also fighting in New Japan Strong. So hmm. Chris Dickinson or N Tony Deppen is possible. I can't I do, really think of I a do guy hope that it, I, I do hope it's someone I've never heard of before. Have you ever watched Chris Dickinson or Tony Deppin before? No, and, and and I'd be excited to see somebody new. Yeah, Tony Deppin's the man, dude. The Tony Deppin takes hits you would never fucking believe. The dude just brutalizes himself. I love it. Tony Deppin's the man. Um, speaking of people that brutalize themselves, uh, Hangman Page and Lance Archer it just it, the the last month have just been beating the fuck out of each other. Um, they are having their Texas death match next week for the AEW world championship. I am very excited for that. I guess I'll just ask my question now and then we'll get to the main event. Um, but does it not feel like AEW is trying to close up a lot of storylines here right now? In the I mean, it's like week or so in preparation yeah, for the revolution build. It does feel like that because revolution is, I think, I think it's March 8th, right? I, I could be it's, wrong. It's the first two weeks of March. Yeah, it's the first it's, two weeks of March. It's early March, and there's nothing announced for it. So you kind of have to, right? I think the 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 Archer Hangman match happens next week, Art, and then Hangman wins. And because who's Hangman get... facing at at Revolution, Chad? That's my that's my big question. I I don't know. You ready for this? Okay. It's Adam Cole. It could totally happen. Adam and Cole's the number work. one, number one in the rankings right now, and he had a backstage. He, has a, he had a backstage segment at Dynamite, and I think I didn't really hear all of it, but I the the Twitter seems to think that that's what's well, that's what's happening. I'd be totally down for a Hangman versus Adam match. And, oh uh, fuck yeah! We would bring back some Ring of Honor vibes. Uh, Hangman and Adam were in Bullet Club at the same time. If you didn't, that know. would be yeah, I know. That would be so fucking good. 
I'm totally down. And it would be perfect because then Adam would lose, obviously. Yeah. It'd be his first loss, and then Kenny could come back right afterwards. Yeah, Kenny Kenny would probably return at Revolution. If not at the match, the first Dynamite afterwards, yep. easily. And then we'd start the fucking... And then we start the, the whole breaking up of Adam. the Elite or the custody yep. of Adam Cole ladder match, yeah. I'm excited for I that. I hadn't too. thought about that. That's a really good idea. I'm glad Twitter has given you that thought. That's Well, I think there's something that he said in that backstage promo that I just didn't catch because I was... I think I was like making coffee at the time and also watching the baby. So like, I wasn't really paying that much attention to it, which bad on me. It was because I was watching it live. Uh, bad on me. I should have rewatched. Yeah. I missed knows? that because I was making dinner for the family today and I, I kind of missed that one a little bit. Yeah. I'm excited. I, I heard he was having a match with evil Uno, but that's about all I got out of that. Other yeah, than that's a undefeated in AEW. <laughs> yeah, sure. Wonder who's going to win that. Um, but then the main event happened and it started around, uh, 9 15 i think is when the first entrance was made last night yeah the, the bell rung punk. the bell rung at 9 20 insane i'm always down for that and but i was shocked little did we know that that wasn't the main event that there was actually two matches that were going to happen within those next 40 minutes <laughs> okay <laughs> i have an i have an opinion here this is bad storytelling whoa okay okay so for the fans who haven't watched yet, CM Punk versus MJF is the main event. Uh, MJF takes off the tape off his wrist at one point and chokes out CM Punk to the point where CM Punk is like eyes start bulging out of his head almost, and they say he's completely passed out, and MJF has won the match. Bryce Rimsburg, who's the referee who definitely learned how to do this from Aubrey Edwards, uh, completely missed it all, raises the hand of, C- yep. of MJF, and sees that the tape off his hand falls to the mat. First of all, would obviously tell you that he used it to win, right? (laughs) So that's my problem. Yeah, I understand the problem with this. Doesn't sell well. Well, this is the whole thought process behind it is like Bryce Remsburg immediately just knew that the tape was used in the match somehow unfairly and restarted the match. But then the Why? end of the second, but then the end of the second match, fucking Wardlow comes out. Shit, like weird shit happens while the referee's back is turned, and MJF wins again in Chicago against CM Punk. Crazy shit. And there's no questions asked. Not to mention the fact that if you were to say that you assumed that he used the tape to choke him out. Why would you restart the match and not just change it to a disqualification? Because there were still 30 minutes of TV time left. I know. I know. <laughs> that's why it happened. That's why I'm saying this was bad storytelling. And I thought the match on either side it of was this very, segment it, the was match good. was so good. It, it the just, match was so good. It, it was I just hated this segment. It was just questionable refereeing. Let's 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 let's. Let, okay. First of all, let's call it questionable writing. Yeah. Real quick that I don't like that they did this segment in the middle. It did kind of build the ending where Wardlow hands the diamond ring to MJF and MJF used it to beat CM Punk, which was shocking, by the I way. I was shocked. Yeah. My jaw fell to the floor both times they rang the bell and played music. Yeah. Um, but I do have, other than my fucking frustration with the, the, the writing here on the referee part, first of all, CM Punk did a STF. I don't remember also, ever doing a, STFs. 
No, I don't think so either. Uh, he also did some other move. I forget he what it's called. Like a, like a pseudo pedigree off the top rope, and it was called a Pepsi plunge. That's what it's called. Yeah, it used to be a movie did back in the day, apparently. But it looked like a pedigree. Yeah. And I was like, dude, is he just throwing out constant tributes here? Because he did an SDF. I've never seen him do an SDF. But in his match where he won the WWE title against Cena in Chicago, Cena tried to do the SDF the whole time. He kept locking it in, and Punk kept getting out of it. Huh. I don't know. I don't know if these were tributes or, like, callbacks or, like, I just... I highly doubt it. I don't know. I don't know if Cena, if CM Punk hates Cena. No, I don't think so. I just... So, I, I think the STF was a tribute. I think the Pepsi plunge being almost a, Pepsi, a pedigree style move was not a tribute, because I think he legitimately hates Triple H. Yeah, I oh, don't not at hate all. Cena. I think so I wouldn't be surprised. If- I think it is kind of funny because I didn't I didn't realize that the Pepsi plunge was that's one. That's what that move looked like. And two, that it was a move he used to do back in the day. I think it's fucking hilarious that it just works out that it looks exactly like the finishing move of somebody that he absolutely hates. <laughs> I also call J.R. called some other move a Pepsi splash. Is this guy name every move after Pepsi? I know, like, Chicago. It was his first tattoo. I get it. Well, first of all, I don't like any soda enough to tattoo it to my body. But I know also from that area of the country, they're big in Pepsi. I would, I love Coca-Cola. I don't love Coca-Cola that much. I don't know, dude. But every move, apparently, from his Ring of Honor days is named after Pepsi. Whatever the Pepsi splash, the <laughs> Pepsi matter. plunge. Like, I could not care less about the the names of moves. End all be all. This was a forty minute two match banger with super great moves, and Question- I'm glad. Very questionable stories or writing. Sorry. Yeah, questionable writing in the middle. I like the way it ended. I think it did a good job. It, if MJF's going to win, it has to be something like this. Yeah, absolutely. I think that you more, I think way that more you're going to give too. CM like you yeah. one you put him over he, the young guy versus the mid 40s guy. The young guy's got to get put over. And what better way to do what better way for CM Punk to put MJF over if he's ever going to do it than like this. This is there's two positives I think of this whole thing. Is I think one CM Punk gets his first loss, which makes him look beatable beatable which makes it more sellable but two mjf is over which means if we're not going to sell the wardlow storyline now then who is the next guy after adam cole oh i mean wardlow i mean that's happening at revolution it has to wardlow was shaking his head the whole time after doing what he did okay have mjf beat wardlow at revolution and then move on to hangman adam page dude yeah that's what's going to happen yeah, double think, or nothing, and that's who's going to beat Hangman Page. I know you said that, but I'm not sure if I agree with the beating of Hangman Page as much as I I do agree that he'll be his competitor. But I don't know if they'll give it to MJF. We'll see. We will I see. I did love this match, though, and I was shocked when they came out at 40 minutes. So way to go, AEW, for the match of the week by far. Oh, yeah. Even though sure. there was some questionable... And there was also a pay-per-view this week. So good job, AEW. <laughs> I I do think this beat the Royal Rumble matches. I would say my second and third Rain, favorites Rains were and, Rains AJ. And Rollins. 
Reigns and Rollins was if it had a good ending, it probably would have been better than that. But I yeah. agree. With Reigns and Rollins ending like crap, I do think that AJ Mysterio was up there in the top two or three. And I I loved Imperium versus Diamond Mine, minus the the Royal Rumble match. I thought there was great opener to NXT and a great finisher to Raw. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up the weekly recap. And now uh, closing out of the show, the big surprise. So next week, obviously, when we're not doing predictions for pay-per-views and we're not doing beer ratings for pay-per-views, we always do a retro pay-per-view. Two weeks ago on Peacock, we proved, and I think at least the two of us, I, I, I can't remember if Joe did or not, we proved that it was impossible to watch Capital Carnage on Peacock. But on Saturday night, when we were together at the Royal Rumble, Chad and his dumb brain just decided, yeah, fuck it. Why don't I try and just search it and pull it up? Let's see if I can watch it. Capital Carnage is now watchable, and we will be watching that as the retro pay-per-view this week before we watch Rock Bottom in your house. So next week, we will have retro beer ratings for Capital Carnage, I just hope that it's either hilariously bad or somewhat good. If it's anything in the middle, which is kind of a tight window there, um, I'll be slightly upset. But the the pressure is on for Capital Carnage. Dude, I don't know if you remember, but I got like super drunk off like everything I'd ever had in my fridge. And I was so upset that we couldn't be a completionist and watch Capital Carnage <laughs> 1998. And my completionist body is so fucking stoked that we're going to be able to watch Capital Carnage. Have you been checking every day? Have you been checking every day to make sure that we can still watch it? Not every day, but I did verify yesterday. It's still available so I can watch it this weekend. Oh, fuck. I'm so excited. All right. So, yeah. Capital Carnage next week. Oh, please be good. Um, And then obviously, (laughs) obviously, it's going to be terrible. Hopefully just hilariously terrible. And then uh, um, the weekly recap that's coming up uh, this coming week, we've got a bunch of title matches in certain places. AEW has got a world title match. NXT has got a women's title match. Uh, I think there's some other titles on the line elsewhere. We'll see. It should be a decent week in wrestling. I think and RK Bro versus like Alpha. No, that's, still, that's, they're having a quiz match. They're having a quiz oh, off. Fuck. A yeah. quiz off. You silly Never goose. Mind. Um, but yeah, obviously. And then we're obviously on the road to WrestleMania, so we'll see. Well, actually we're on the road to the elimination chamber, but that's the road to WrestleMania now. Indeed. So as always, there's probably some good stuff that should happen on WWE, but you know, I'm not going to hold them to that. Uh, and then also hopefully Joe will be back next week for a one-off until, his whole shift work thing is done which should be done toward the end of february but we'll see as always you can follow us on twitter at ddt wrestle pod we have been the drunk dudes dylan and chad catch you on down the road i was thinking